Bumps. I like goose pimples. It's goose bumps. I've like got the book. goose pimples. Read the book. Goose flesh. Mm. That just sounds like violent, like you filleted a goose. Well, that's what mm. Harry Dresden would say. Yeah, and Harry Dresden doesn't talk much anymore, do he? That is coming out in two books this year. I will believe yeah. it. They're, they're on pre-sale or pre-order right now. I two will books. believe it. They have a date. It's almost J- July and September are the dates, the release dates. I will believe it. When I what? accept the fact that it's been like a decade and I actually choose to get off my butt and read them, which is probably never. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that there's two books coming up. He's he's a lot more active on Twitter now. He's posting uh, videos of his it's, animals. Well, he's not sitting in a pile of his own feces <laughs> and eternal a, depression anymore. Well, a, I, didn't, I didn't say sabbatical. that. You could, do, you could do both. <laughs> uh, as someone who was the first of the group to uh, to evangelize the Jim Butcher uh, Dresden Files series. Yes, I, I, and and I was madly in love. I have never felt so betrayed by an art, by an author. And no, I've not mm-hmm. read George R. R. Martin. Not gonna. I'm <laughs> yeah, not see, I'm, gonna. I'm cool, man. I'm used to this. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I weathered this storm before. I'm like, have you read your series that are longer than three books? Uh, yeah, well, Harry Potter. Yeah, as you say, at least. I mean, there's that. I don't. Hey. I don't know if I've done any that are longer than seven, if unless you include the New Jedi Order, which I guess you should, kinda, but. Uh, How many different authors, though? Four. By one author. Many. By one author, no. I Most of them don't bite off more than they can chew. Well, how regard. many good authors? Maybe like four. Oh, yeah. How many total? Who knows? Uh, okay, there's there's one other one. I can th- I, Off the top of my head, I, I know one other. Orson Scott Card. Read a lot of the Ender's books. Ender books. So I've read but at least... But you didn't read them all. I've read at least five. Are they still or, coming out with him? He's, he's like, added a couple since I've since yeah. I've been on hiatus. He, he had like uh, some modern political intrigue novels that came out. But he, I think he threw another another book in the Ender series out there. Oh, yeah, wow. I thought he did too. Yeah, I, I actually there may only be one that I haven't read. I've read at least five, maybe six. I'm not sure. But uh, I found something interesting. Yeah, I happened to log into my Audible account. Oh yeah, which I haven't used. In several months, mm-hmm. get good, and I'm still paying for it monthly. And I had 26 credits to use. <laughs> oh, is that good? So get to you get two per month. So you, you do the math. Um, have you got all the Dresden books on there? Because that's probably I, the only way I'm ever going to get spun back up. Is to I have all to the them. Dresden books, and I've pre-ordered with credits nice. the other two. So hmm. I might I might have to uh, stumble into your account. I wonder if I can gift some uh, Audible credits. 
Yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> yeah. No, because there's probably a ton of people just like you who they rely on for the much, muchas moolah. Yeah. Like, we don't have to pay anybody for this guy's subscription. This is great. Maybe you can, maybe you can sell them on some sort of exchange or something. There you go. Like Bitcoin. Are they like Bitcoins? G- G2A. They do expire, and I'm sure I've had some credits expire, which oh. hurt. Oh. It hurt deep, even though I can't think of 26 books I want to listen to. <laughs> I, I went and randomly, not randomly, I, I researched slightly a few, and I just, like, I got to use some credits. So. Do they ever find somebody to re-record that second Thrawn book so I don't have to listen to, what about Padme? And I can listen to it again? <laughs> no, doubtful. Uh, maybe I should just skip to the next one. Probably. Which I, that's on there now, too. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It's probably the same guy as well. Well, yeah, but as long as he's not doing his Anakin voice, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it just sounded like old bad anime dubbing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Anime dubbing can be bad. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. especially back in what, like the late 90s or mid 90s. <laughs> like I, I've made this joke a thousand times, but everybody sounds like the worst version of Leonardo from Ninja Turtles, <laughs> from the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. And it was that guy. But for whatever reason, he was way more syrupy in his anime dubbing than he ever was in Ninja Turtles. <laughs> now they didn't have any money to pay good actors back then. Yeah, that's yeah, well, now they have all the money <clears throat> and they do simo dubs, which they dub it on the same day it releases. Somewhat. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I guess. Speaking of the bad, world we live in now. <laughs> speaking of bad dubbing, welcome to Fly Casual. Hey! Episode 269. The best dubbing. <gasps> nice. What? Yeah. yeah. It always takes two. Yeah. yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? I do, man. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me and I've your been mom. holding that one for a long time. Mm-mm-mm. At least two. A long time. <laughs> yeah, for like, what, five years? <laughs> he hasn't, hold on, he makes, it, he makes the same kind of joke every he gets though yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he never garrick never passes up an opportunity if if garrick's like what what highway do i need to take together and i say 69 garrick go nice yeah but yes. how many times how many you want to know how i got to your house Corey? Uh, i can guess you know, i know you guess what highway i took Did you drive up 69 nice <laughs> <laughs> but how many times does he get to make a joke about 269 Oh, yeah, I know. Garrick doesn't it do works. too many things that last 269 times. It takes times. two to 69. Yeah. Well, we get 469. That's the bypass. You take that. Oh, that's or like three you if know you're this, really lucky. I'm really into numerology. <laughs> so I, I got the significance of that. Yeah. He's a huge Da Vinci Code fan, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love me some Dan Brown. Dale Brown. He's, he's, Dan. Dan. Dan Brown. Dan Brown. It's <laughs> huge adventure. Hey, there's three, it. three books. That's not more than three, but it's three hey, that I read. Ian McGregor was in that one. <laughs> I'm talking uh, about series that are long. Yeah. No. No. Not a ton of them. No, well, there's not really. Uh, the Wheel of Time is pretty long. I've not read any of those. I've Shannara Chronicles. Is super you want to know all the fantasy books I've ever, like straight fantasy, not like, not like high fantasy, not modern fantasy, like Dresden Post. Um, I believe it's called The Two Towers of Return of the King. That's all the fantasy books I've ever read. Wait, life. you missed one. Nope. Didn't finish it. That's it what she said. Started it, didn't like it, saw the movie, went okay, and went straight into The Two Towers. What? People were like, you know, I didn't like those. There's no Tom Bombadil. In the- yeah, Tom Bombadil. And I'm like, Tom Bomba, what? That sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could hold the ring, and it didn't affect him because nope. he was older than the ring itself. Dude, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but did he have bird crap on his head like like the wizard? Oh, let's dude? not talk about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hobbit films—they were terrible. Anyway, you know what? I I downloaded. I haven't watched it yet. I, 
I watch I download the old the old the old Hobbit classic cartoon. Wait, you are you are you doing your docket? Man, no, I haven't watched right it. Now? Not on my right docket. Right I haven't watched it. I think we should start the docket. No, we haven't done intros. Over there, pouring a, what I believe would be qualified as a cask or drum of white rum into a glass. Mm. That's how you do it. it Mr. Michael J. Archibald. He had about an uh, inch of- Colonel Mustard with the lead pipe in the library. Not sure. That's how it could have ended. Could have. Mm-hmm. That's how it could But have. did it. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. have to get to that. We'll have to get to that. Speaking of getting to stuff over there, pushing the uh, boundaries- of his station at Master Control. Overstaying his welcome. Overstepping his finally What's the right it. word? What's the right word to describe what he does and belittle it a little bit? <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you acknowledged that. Over there, uh troubleshooting a bad cable tonight. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Steven J. Alley. Uh, I, like how, <laughs> I like how I like how Mike ha- pours a quarter glass of diet, uh, diet code, code red, red Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Three, quarters three quarters of, of vodka. Look at this bottle. Look at this rum. bottle. Look at rum. the color of this Mountain Dew. Have you seen this on a shelf anywhere? He's got to have an in with a gas station owner somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then he just mm-hmm. keeps getting. I see code red, but not diet. But that, not diet. I mean, no, I'm like they, the bottle. They order that overseas, man. The bottle <laughs> as it is now, I'm looking at this going, I didn't even know they that it looked like this now, like black and white. With red lettering all over, I had no red idea. All over. Yeah, it's it's an, it's black a and white and red yeah. all over. Polar bear, polar bear with a head wound there. Mm-hmm. That's what you got. Hey, cross pond down a few is Mister Garrick, not Jay Hardy. That's me. Hey, man. I am drinking beer. Well done. It hey. may have caffeine in it. it I don't know. <laughs> Mine definitely does. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm Corey. I forgot who I was. I uh, I'm, I'm drinking a Monster Energy drink. With Tito's vodka, a little bit of Sunny D, and a little bit of Chi-Chi's strawberry margarita. I'm drinking Three Floyds Ooh, uh, Three Alpha Floyds. King. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know what? If yeah, they it's, don't it's give a, a, a samurai on the front. Is if they it 17%? What? Is it 17%? No. I already drank all that. It's only like seven. We never, not even we that. never drink casually in the house anymore. I mean, honestly, ninety percent of my alcohol consumption is during this podcast. Yeah, me too. So my wife's like, "Oh, make me something to drink," blah, 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 blah. and um, she had a. That's, <laughs> that's how, how she, she really sounds. No, yeah. she just adds weird syllables <laughs> at the end of sentences. <laughs> um, <laughs> she had him Sandler. She she had a she had she made an amaretto sour and it was a small one and she put very little amaretto in it and by the end of or halfway through that one drink she's like slurring her speech and stuff like that and I'm like that's amaretto he's like yeah it's it's booze I'm like it's a liqueur it's a liqueur yeah. And I'm like that. I said the thing that you're drinking like has less alcohol by volume than a beer, and you're only halfway through it, and you're slurring your words. I think there's a little bit of wishful thinking in your behavior right now. Well, they've definitely done studies like on non-alcoholic beer and beer in like bars and stuff. Oh and, yeah, and people act like they're drunk when yeah. they think they're getting drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I, honestly. I, I don't, think I'd see through it. My mind's pretty powerful. I don't get it. I, I honestly like. <laughs> there are times where I'm like, I'm halfway through a really wrong, really strong drink, and I start doing like that. I start mispronunciating things, and I think it's funny because I know it's just me being stupid. 
But I'm like, oh, there the boo is kicking in. Yeah, right. What but, else? What else is due? Uh, <laughs> it's, oh. it's like how it always is. <laughs> Ouch, my feelings. Um, but like we've we've seen we've seen people lightweights, granted, but we've seen people like drink like one beer and act like total fool morons. Yeah, we punched him in the nuts. Yeah, like we've we've <laughs> seen people like honestly go to pieces after a beer, and you're like. Okay, you must have just really needed to cut loose because I think about half a percent was shaved off your inhibitions and now Wait, you're what? an a-hole. Oh, okay. Well, I do think that there's a... I'm it's glad, amazing. I'm glad some how, people are just like... How close the line like, is Just a is little tiny a bit of like uh, relaxation and to all just, of a sudden, boom. Yeah, it's, a, it's a catharsis, but it happens in acting drunk instead of yeah. emotional meltdown. It's, you know, one is the other. I guess it's Mike all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mike all the time, it's time for what's on the darker. And Mike gets to go first. I get to go first. I guess. Oh, Mike, look at you, Howie. Top billing. Yes. Know your place. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We all have roles to play here. Howie. I was just following Howie. Corey's lead. Hey, hey, he said, hey, hey, "Mike, hey, button guy." <laughs> all right, Garrett, go first. Hey, what? Howie's here. I get to go first. No, it's Mike. <laughs> oh. How he was oh. right all along. All right. So you would think during pandemic quarantine, right, that you'd watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you'd be catching up and you're like seeing all this Dude, cool stuff. I don't know what quarantine pandemic thing even means. All I know Howdy. is I'm in my house working longer than I do when I go to work. That's true. I know. That's it's very like true. Know yeah. You're always at your computer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you're not, that out right now. And there's nobody, there's nobody going, well, oh, uh, we need to talk to that guy. Oh, he must be at lunch. I don't see him in here. Well, we'll get him when he gets back. It's immediately beep, boop, pop, boop, beep, ring. And I'm like halfway through a chalupa. Well, there you, you, it, they probably did you a favor there. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, you're right. And I apologize if I have to duck out early. <laughs> I take offense to that. Mm, All right. So you would imagine tasty. that, yeah, that we'd be partaking in like this, this vast we'd be, swath. Like of, everybody on Twitter going, hey, can you guys sit? Okay. Hey, guys, what's your favorite? Stuff? Can you suggest you guys, stuff for me and my what family to watch? Me and my wife are date night. What should we watch? And I'm just like, F all of you. We're exhausted. You ever see Last Tango in Paris? You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time right. my mom asked me for a recommendation. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost had a spit take. Well, Dude, your mom probably loved that, man. What are you talking about? Well, that's uh, true. Yeah, you're probably right. I watch it with her all the time. Maybe she yeah. just keeps watching it over and over. She had her moo moo hyped up. <laughs> mm, that Marlon Brando. So she, she calls it a house dress, but it's a moo moo. <laughs> I call it it's easy access. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, Mike's so always got the box would, fan position just think, right. You would think that, but no, me and my wife, we just my, we, wife, and wife, after, my wife and I. Come on, thank you. Me and thank my you. wife. I'm just glad I'm not. Working. I'm not in the line of fire for once. <laughs> you did correct yourself. I did. After we get done, and you just you, you you're exhausted after that long ass day, and you just jump in bed. We're like, God, I need mindless shit. So if right. my my wife, she loves all like the crime stuff, like the hmm? you know the the forensic files and stuff yeah, like that. That is right? to your wife as medical dramas are to mine. Yes. Yeah. So one of her favorites, which we are jumping back on the bandwagon, apparently, is um, Dateline NBC to Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike. 
<laughs> hey, Mike. Wow. Yes. Don't Mike. Don't. Yes. Have a seat. Okay. Would you have a seat, Mike? I'll have a seat. Mike, have a seat. <laughs> just have a seat. Just want to talk. Have a seat, Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, have a seat. Can I have some pizza? <laughs> no, just have a seat. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> and you're having a seat. Were you on the show? Oh, my gosh. I feel Mike's like I've been on the show <laughs> as many as I've watched. So apparently YouTube has like all the the freaking episodes and she's I'm just partaking right now. And oh, that would stress me out so much. So yeah, I, <laughs> I've seen yeah. more. I've seen more freaking myself. kitty pervs. That's the in thing. The last I don't want to. I don't want to be in the pit of despair. <laughs> and the internet's with me. Do you realize you like the last like the last seventy two hours? I've seen more people in this whole like. All right, we're trapped in our apartment in a major city, so we can't like. If we want to, we can go for a drive in the country. You know what I mean? Truth, we're right? fine, yep. right? We can make do. We've had like truck picnics in the back of the pickup. Yeah. I think I talked about we don't last have time. Police pulling us over, because, right? It's, yeah. Well, we're not in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> There's an hour north. Truth, you know, they brought they dug themselves in. Thank goodness they're not in Michigan. I know, for, good. for multiple reasons, <laughs> right? But um. But they can't honest, drive there. Uh, no, they really can't. Just saying, they really can't. It's a good thing they're being kept. I hate saying, God, I'm an ass. Uh, anyway, uh, 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 I've seen more people on Twitter saying, what's something uplifting to watch? <laughs> like suddenly the internet has realized, hey, you know what? Everything's sucking all the time. Right. Actually sucks. So what doesn't suck? And I'm seeing all these like all these wonderful, uplifting, inspiring nah. films being recommended. And I'm like, ah, I could get used to this. Well, yeah, but okay. not. Well, no. I can't just watch the okay. the true life pervs. <laughs> yeah, but you know caught what? In the rat trap. <laughs> My wife and I are so twisted and weird <laughs> <laughs> that we just uh, sit yeah. there and laugh at it and laugh, and it's like oh, watching good. the Tiger King. Okay, so I could. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me amend what I said. I could watch it with you guys after a couple drinks. There you go. Then there you I go. could probably, right. but like me and my wife watching at home, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to bed. Eric, Eric. I'm, this is awful. I mean, again, Gross. like Tiger King, right? Where you can my laugh the I. whole time, but at the end of the day, when you like sit back and think about what you've just watched. Yeah. And absorb all of it, and you're like, you feel a little yeah. dirty. I didn't have that. I, I've heard a lot of people say that. I didn't have that problem. Yeah. Because it was so beyond ridiculous that right. I was able to go, okay, I know these people exist. <laughs> this is not a surprise to me. So being able to, it, like, like, ex, like, have them be exploited for my entertainment <laughs> is kind of okay. See? That's how we feel about no predators. You're right. Child you're right. Kitty porn predators. But I, I, I'll admit, <laughs> part of me prefers to keep the blinders on a little bit in that regard because yes, when it comes yeah, to kind of have to when it comes to kids and women who didn't feed their husbands to tigers, I get really sensitive <laughs> <laughs> about crimes committed. Here's what you've got to understand about to catch a predator. They hire a 19-year-old actress to play 13. Oh. So she's not really a kid. So it's okay right? if you think she's hot? <laughs> <laughs> or do you feel guilty? No, we just we just laugh. <laughs> we just laugh at the weirdos, man. Uh, you gotta laugh at the weirdos. Whatever. Man. Your yeah. wife listens. <laughs> <laughs> or does she? Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, I dated a 19-year-old that looked like a 13-year-old. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett can vouch. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was the creepiest thing on earth was when I'd take her out to a nicer restaurant like Red Lobster because people really were real weird. Not just that. <laughs> I old, can't wait till you see Corey's episode. Old fat. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the worst. <laughs> old fat creepy dudes would like, who were at the bar by themselves, would like, she'd get up and go to the bathroom and they would oh. stop by the table and be like, you don't know how good you have it, boy. 
I would get that all the Gross. time. Yeah. I may, Garrick might not remember, but I mean, it used Weird. to happen to me all the time, and I'm sure I was complaining about it yeah, because it, it felt so. I'm like, all right, yeah, she looks young. I get it. But yeah, it made me real uncomfortable a lot. <laughs> Sick. You guys are gross. I can't, I can't, oh, I couldn't watch it, Mike. I can't do it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty creepy, man. My favorite, though, this guy named calls himself Johnny Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most badass state I can call myself, man? Johnny, Connecticut. I ain't got no taxes. <laughs> hey, I'm Billy Delaware. <laughs> How you doing, baby? I'm Ivan Idaho. <laughs> okay, Ivan Idaho Whoa, is hey. kind of cool. What are you? What are you, a communist? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's his shtick. That's how he does it. He rolls. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a he's really into Russian potatoes. <laughs> it's just amazing though Russia, on these shows, Russia, right? How many you know, of them? He likes borscht. How many of them show up with? Well, first off, they all show Speaks. up with condoms. Every last one of them, right? And when they ask, "Do you have condoms?" But right, the the, the response is always, literally, always. Well, I was carried with a man, you know, just for protection. Well, yeah, because that's what TV in the '90s told us—that everybody's always got a rub. Everybody's always well, packing rubbers. Rubber. Yeah, TV. You have one in your wallet, TV right? in the '90s made it sound like everybody has rubbers on them at all times. When we were growing up during the whole AIDS scare and everything like that, rubbers, 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 rubbers. In elementary school, we we're having assemblies going. The AIDS virus is this big. The hole in latex is this big. So condoms ain't gonna help. And I'm like, I'm nine. Okay. That's the way things were. When in reality, the, what the situation really is, is, all right, I'm going to go to the Walgreens. You stay here. I'm going to go in. I'm going to buy condoms. And I'm going to buy a pack of gum and a magazine. That's why it doesn't look like I'm just buying condoms. There's like this whole awkward interchange that happens every time you need a rubber. Okay. That's made water mm. balloons out of them. <laughs> Those are expensive water balloons. Yeah, they never pop. Oh, that's true. So you buy a pack, a pack of condoms and a bu- a ga- several gallons of water. <laughs> several <laughs> gallons of water. So they just look at you like, oh, you're one of those. Yep, I'd rather be lame than a perv. <laughs> so they all carry in your parking lot. Hope you don't mind. They all carry condoms. They also all, almost all of them. Are, I, well, I wasn't going to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, I know I came here and all, but. And then about half of them I'm are just like, gonna let her touch my beard. <laughs> about half of them were like, "Well, just, we're just hanging out. We're just, I was gonna, you know, I was here to mentor. We're gonna watch a lot. I was gonna tell her it's really stupid <laughs> to talk to old pervs on the <laughs> yeah. internet. I'll go sit just, her straight. I'm gonna I, warn her about. I was, I was gonna warn her about Eric Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's the worst. That guy, you can't trust that. that guy. <laughs> you legitimately don't want to mess with Eric Texas. <laughs> but what but I, hear I think what always what always freaks me out the most is like I mean most of these guys are like the worst looking dude. I mean okay, I'm gonna be really on PC, uh, okay, right? Before you describe, the before weirdest, you describe what I'm picturing. Bald on top, hair on the sides, glasses so thick that their eyes look like they are thirty oh, feet God. behind them. Yeah, there's one guy just like that. <laughs> My God, and he walks in with a huge stain on his shirt. Right? Oh, what the <laughs> heck? You're not even trying. And bro. like, and no, like, I don't want to give, I don't want to give pedophiles tips. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not my wheelhouse. But right? I feel like. <laughs> Change your shirt. Change your shirt is a fair. That's actually if you have stains on your shirt and you're trolling. (laughs) If you're trolling for ladies that aren't underage, 
<laughs> Change your shirt. Right. If you're trolling for ladies that are, keep it stained. <laughs> keep it stained. Yeah, that's for your our, mark. For, for, our for the rest yeah. of us, for those of us with daughters, right, with just daughters, keep yes. it stained. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Sick so bastard. it's like how, how these bastards don't quite understand. That like, dude, you have no chance with a girl that looks like that. Even that's at what, they know that. That's why they're trolling for little innocent <laughs> things know. who don't know better. That <laughs> well, you would think. Uh, there's, you would think. I know there's a complicated psychosis. Dude, there was to all one of, of this, them. But there was one too. This dude, and again, I'm going to be on PC, right? I mean, this dude had cerebral palsy. Oh and no, he was. I mean. It was so pathetic watching this dude drive uh, up. See, no, see, like my hackles are up. I'm, I'm getting ready to start, like, I'm getting ready to start curling he, up in a ball over he here. Gets, he gets out and he's all curled up and he's got a cane and he's walking and like he thinks he's gonna hook up with this 13 year old little girl. Uh, I'm like 19 year old, 13 year old. Yeah, 19 year old, 13. <sighs> I'm just like, I mean, in what world do you have to live in? That you think that you have a chance, you know, honest to God, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get super real, super real for a po- for a podcast called Fly Casual. Yeah, it's that's casual, against man. our. I mo. don't know what it's like to really feel like you can't get none. Truth, right? And I'm not being arrogant. I've been a short, fat guy my whole life. Just I had the confidence to put it in. That's all. Sure. You know, seal the, seal the goddamn takes. deal. But some guys, but right? a lot of dudes, a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, you look at the incels and stuff like that. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes don't have that, and it sucks. So I don't know, I don't know what the threshold is if it's linear, or if it's completely separated. When you cross that line into going, oh, you know what I want? Mm. Something like this fucking wrong. You just I don't know what causes that to happen. So I can't sympathize, I can't empathize, and I don't want to be a total dick about it either. Right. But Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Sad all the way around, I guess. Yeah, damn. Just weird. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Crazy. All right, move along. Garrick, you watch some weird Japanese shit. Let's bring it up. Yeah, let's, you let's, some let's get some let's get some excitement Japanese in here. Shit. Yeah. You guys like weird? You guys like weird Japanese shit? At it's this point, like all the time. Talking about. I'll take anything. A bit. <laughs> but with less tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Fewer so, tentacles, uh, but okay. So I got on uh, our Discord, I guess we got a suggestion to watch the uh, What We Do in Shadows, the TV show. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to watch Apparently. that. Yeah, me Sorry. too. I'm getting really thinking From, about it. From uh, Wade Pipe Symbol, <laughs> Ka Farmhouse Pipe Symbol AQL. So there. That's. <laughs> That's pipe shout out. symbol. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pipe. You have to pronounce right? pipe. Pipe. Yep. So I watched the the first season and the new the second season just aired this week. Or I guess last week as this comes out. So last Wednesday. And uh yeah, it's it's pretty good. I like um the fact that it doesn't reboot the universe. It takes place within the same universe as the movie. That I've also the, find very respectable. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, basically the same premise, some vampires living in a house together, but they're, this time they're in New York instead of uh, New Zealand or wherever they were. And uh, the the actors from the movie actually show up in an episode as their characters, which was cool. And uh, <laughs> there's a, a new vampire type character called an energy vampire. Incubus. And, yeah, basically he's like, this really dweeby looking bald guy that talks really monotone. He's been in lots of stuff. The actor, I can't remember his name, but he's always the like real droll nerdy guy, but he basically like talks to people and sucks their energy out of them. And they like, basically he's boring them to sleep (laughs) and he's sucking all their energy out. So he works in this like 
uh, cubicle office environment. And oh my God, it's, it's hilarious, but <laughs> I am looking forward to the show. I'm also looking forward to watching the last five minutes of the movie at some point. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they come up with some, some cool ideas like for vampires. Like, it, like for instance, I got a kick out of this in the new second season. Um, they, they get their house gets infested with a ghost and none of <laughs> None of the vampires believe in ghosts and they have a familiar who lives with them. He's like, wait, you, you're a vampire. I've seen werewolves and like four or five Baba, Baba Dukes or whatever they're called. <laughs> you guys don't believe in ghosts. And like, no, that's all superstition, man. <laughs> but they, they eventually like there is a ghost there. And uh, one of the characters is reading where ghosts come from. And she she says, oh, it's the, the spirit of the deceased who have, you know, unfinished business, basically the ghost thing. And uh, they're like, wait, we all died and we're vampires. Does that mean we have ghosts too? So they, <laughs> they summon their own ghosts <laughs> to, to finish their unfinished business. I got to admit, that's pretty creative. I'm like, oh, wow. I like, that's the stuff I would never think of. Yeah, that's, that's just pretty brilliant. Good. That's pretty good. I'm looking so forward to it. Yeah, so definitely check it out. It's 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 funny. It's it's great. Cool. Me next. Yeah. Howie yeah. last because he overstepped his bounds. I yeah, uh, you're saving best for last. I watched all the Lego Masters series. Me too. Yeah. I, I watched the first episode. What? Wait a minute. I thought you had watched several already. Maybe maybe the second one. I watched maybe the second one. Because you were telling me all about it before I even got close just, to starting it. I just never, <laughs> never finished it. I never got my back. I'm going to be honest with you, Howie. You remember my reservations, right? Mm -hmm. Will Arnett gets on my nerves. And also, the a few of the teams, or actually one or two <laughs> of the teams in particular, annoyed the, you. the absolute snot out of me from the jump. And yes. I hate competition reality shows where they cast <laughs> weird people. Instead of the most skilled people. Like, I want to see all skilled people compete, not just weirdos. This show was definitely guilty of having people that I don't think had any business being on there. Yeah. But they were cast for casting reasons. Yeah. But, man, the last half of the show was strong. Yeah. Is when they got the good people. There's yeah, some, once they there's weeded some out the, really, the, really talented people there. Yeah, once they oh, yeah. weeded out weeded out the people who probably didn't have a lot of business being there to begin with, <laughs> it got good. And also... I'm coming around a little bit on Will Arnett. Mm. <laughs> coming around a little bit because it was he was nice. coming on too strong out of, from the jump, but halfway yeah. through, I was enjoying it. Like around episode seven, when they bring in the chick from Nailed It, and he feels all threatened. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I know. I thought that was really, really good. And like he never lets up his inferiority complex. So the commitment, I respect the commitment. I mean, down to like the second to last episode, he's showing where he sleeps in the studio and there's like <laughs> socks hung on a line over a cot with cardboard underneath it so it doesn't scrape the floor. There's there's a, a coffee pot made out of Legos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming around, but I, I got to say, the show is rough. I actually skipped an episode because I was like, no, I can't watch some of these people. They're misfits, not builders. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't buy it. And they got eliminated early and I came back and I was like, Okay, like maybe like the fourth to last episode, I was like, okay, this 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 crap is real. This is getting real now. And yes, the Star Wars episode, which was the penultimate episode, uh, had a real big surprise. They had several scenes that they could choose from Star Wars movies, and they had to rebuild those scenes after making droids. First part of the episode, they had to make a droid. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. 
And then the second half was you have to rebuild an iconic scene. And uh, this one duo who had been like really not working well together at the front of the series picked the Battle of Crate. And they had been coming together like and doing better over the course of the series. And they picked the Battle of Crate when, because they had last pick. You know, first one was, of course, Hoth. Second one, Endor. Third one, <laughs> uh, Battle of Crate's got a lot of color. <laughs> And it was and it was amaze balls. Like they did amazing. I was like that battle of crate was, as Garrick said, better than the movie. Yeah, uh, awesome. It was really impressive. And I yeah, I finished the series uh, today actually. And, yeah, so uh, did I. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm that looking forward to season two. Episode one of those builds was just like awe inspiring. The mm-hmm. one that won was I was just like, holy crap. Oh yeah. I, Which I uh, will be displayed think, at the Lego resort in New York. It will be put on display. Nice. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. It was insane. Really and in fact, of the three teams that went in spoiler, of the three teams that went into the finale, the two two of them I kind of like pinpointed from the beginning. I'm like, well these people clearly aren't here because they're misfits. And the other one was like the team that was struggling early on who was cast because they were kind of misfits, but oh my gosh, did they get good? Like seeing mm-hmm. these two grow over the course of the season was like legit, which I don't get that a lot out of competition shows. I feel like it's either predictable or who they're going to eliminate is predictable. And it's not always based on the actual outcome of the task, but just reality shows in general. Yeah. But in this case, I feel like the judges were legit making legit decisions throughout the series. And then, yeah, seeing this one team like, like really get good over the course of the series was actually a really cool progression. I enjoyed it a lot. I recommend it for anybody who hasn't watched it. So, yeah, Howie. Okay, yeah. I guess it's your turn. <sighs> well, um, I want the username that starts with Pied and has a pipe in it and an R at the end. <laughs> Pied Piper. Did you finish Silicon Valley? Wait, what? No, I just was going off of what yeah. Eric had done. He wants a pipe uh, in the middle of his name. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the fact that I didn't get it. I'm laughing because it was legitimately that funny after I got it, Howie. I want you to understand this. <laughs> That's not true at all. I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't. Uh, so, no, um, on a recommendation of my brother in law, Vinny. Um, Vinaroo. Vinaroo. He said uh, that uh, my wife and I should start watching Money Heist. I don't um, know what that, that is. That sounds pretty, uh, is, sounds like what the show's about. Is, <laughs> it is actually the real name of it is La Casa de Papel. It's the a house, Spanish. The House of Money? Yes. Which the I don't House know of why Paper? They, uh, the House of Paper. I don't know why Casa they call del it de Niro. Money Heist. Las papeles, por favor, sus papeles. But it is taken over by Netflix, and in the U.S., it's called Money Heist. Money uh, Heist. It, I actually did. like House of Paper way better. <laughs> it makes more sense. Got to make that paper, man. It you, makes you get actually it makes more House sense. I'm like we're yeah. like four episodes in, and I'm, it makes a lot more sense House of Paper. But uh, it is didn't know this going in. Overdubbed. I've been apparently I've been watching a lot of overdubbed television. <laughs> television yeah, series. Is this British? <laughs> Spanish. Spanish. Do you know what casa is? It means it's Spanish for it's house. house. Yeah, usually well, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at one of the actors and he <laughs> looks familiar to me. This guy looks like he was So clearly on, uh, he must is, be British. That is not 
That's thing I'm watching. Oh, <laughs> you're looking at the wrong thing. Um, it says money heist. Well, it says pornhub.com slash money heist. <laughs> La Casa de Papel. La Casa de well, Sin. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. We're only four episodes in, and they have two seasons. So you, you haven't uh, seen that dude yet. I have not seen that. That's the dude from uh, IT Crowd. Yes. Yeah. Oh. The <laughs> uh, dude, the son of the own <laughs> yeah. owner. I damn it! I yeah. can't remember his name. He's my favorite guy. My favorite character in that show. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, he becomes the owner, right? <laughs> yes. yes, he becomes the owner. Spoilers! Yeah. God dang it, you guys! The show's <laughs> only like twelve years old. Twenty, <laughs> 20 years old. Twelve. <laughs> Thirty-five years old. Oh. Um, that guy is holy. <laughs> no. Yeah, you haven't watched great. IT Crowd. So what's Money Heist? Okay, so uh, <laughs> if you get back to that. Um, it uh, it's, Taking the controls back. <laughs> it is de- definitely a, uh, a heist type show. Uh, well, I hope so. Right. It is well, about, the name is. No, the, yeah, <laughs> it, the name is called <laughs> The House of Paper. Um, but uh, it, this guy who is not a uh, a criminal. Yeah, uh, and becomes a criminal. He's known as the professor, uh, and he looks like a, a college professor type. Uh, he's been. You mean El Professor, right? <laughs> that's probably what they said, but they overdubbed La it and Biblia. said the professor. Oh, the professor. Um, just so you know. Well professor. done. Yeah, that's British for the professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, um, you, got, you can't throw me off track. Then I can't. Get oh, back we on sure can't. <laughs> I won't be able to get back on. Uh, but yeah, he's been over. I don't. It didn't really specify, but for many, 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 many years, he's been planning this this uh, heist type thing. And so he ended up getting, I think, like seven or eight people in on this thing who are criminal people background no everybody people. knows you gotta get at least 10 so, maybe 11 there might be 10 I don't know. But, <laughs> Probably 11. Uh, around 11 maybe eight yeah yeah so maybe. they've um he's masterminded this plan and it's so far all four episodes and i'm assuming the whole season is going to be this heist that they're doing so okay. um they're in the That's middle of doing heist. it uh, it's a it's a long long con type of heist is it good we started watching it a couple of days ago. You're you're dancing and, around the question. Hey, and, hey, howdy. No bullshit, bullshit. Uh, we've can't bullshit a bullshit. When I don't have a lot of time to watch TV and we've watched four already. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So it's, uh, it didn't take long to grab me. Okay. That's a big one for uh, me because a lot of shows really drag it and, out. Um, or they rush it. There's a happy meeting. There's, uh, there's some really good character development. Like, the last episode we watched, you see this this guy, and you think, oh, he's just that kind of douchebag, rough him up kind of guy who wants to beat yeah. everybody up, and you really get to see a side of him that you. That's a, that's a big hook really, for me yeah. is watching the easily shallow characters be not shallow. That yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, it's it, there's actually it's a father and son, and they have a, a flashback of no, no, no. This actually wasn't the flashback. They've had flashbacks, but. He's talking to his son and saying, "I'm not. We're not smart people. We're dumb, and that's why it's good to have people in charge to tell us what to do." Oh, yeah. Uh, and so you kind of get a feel of his background, mm-hmm. and um, but there's that that love of the father son relationship there that it's it's pretty cool. Like the Cuban guys on Lego Masters. I read you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I so far uh, of the four you know episodes, I keep saying that I don't know why. I really like it. I can't tell you if I will like it by the end or not, but I really do. Money so, heist on the Netflix. On the Netflix. All right. Well, if there's more than one season, apparently the heist doesn't work. Or it works, but it's not enough. Well, this is definitely. Uh, I I don't understand how we can have more seasons. So I'm really curious. Maybe maybe the second season is an entirely different cast, and I did. It's all been spending their money. <laughs> it could be, but <laughs> they shopping. are uh, they are on par. I still got to um, steal two point four billion euros. Whoa, that's a lot of euros. It is. How do you even hold that many euros? Bitcoin. Aren't, they're like giant coins. It's like 300 it's paper tons. Money, so. You have to roll them. You, you should, have to roll the giant coins down the street. The house of paper. So it's paper. Oh. You gotta make that okay. paper, boy. Speaking Boom. of making paper, it's time for some what? what? We really need to get that uh, thing out of there. Fixed. The toilet pipe? Yeah. Yeah. The toilet, the toilet pipe has become exposed and flushing is a thing now. Well, boy. Poop just rains down. He all said it. This is everywhere. It's good to have you back, man. All right. So, um, do you guys, are are you guys fans of the Dune? Yeah. Yeah. The Dune, the Dune movie. Derek and I are. Let the remake me, I love of the Dune. Dune. Let me be the first one to say, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no? Oh, hell yeah. I tried, okay. like Dune? I tried reading. Know? I've never seen any of the horrible adaptations, but I tried reading Dune and I fell off. Hard. How can you really? not love Dune? It's about like if Jesus hell. went on a long drug bender in the desert. If it got to it, like you just got to it, maybe out of maybe out of red. Got more. an army and just like stabbed a bunch of fat pedophile dudes. No, awesome. Dune is pretty much like all right. It's high tech, but everything is sandy desert nomads. Have a fun. Yeah. Have a blast. Well, they don't have computers. Sounds amazing to me. They don't have AI because they they created AI and it almost wiped them out. So they don't have computers. They have mintats. Or people oh, so, so kind of like are the I, I sell all of my mentats as soon as they I find them in the Fallout. Is, is Star Trek a precursor to Dune then? Yes. Don't ruin Star Trek for me. Absolutely. Bro. 100%. <laughs> all right. So for those who don't know, okay, this is a novel. The sky. <laughs> that was adapted. I do respect sandworms, but only because of Beetlejuice. This was adapted in 1984 to film. And in it's 2020. A few times. Dennis Villain Villain This was gonna happen no matter what. <laughs> Dennis Villanueves <laughs> is going to is in the process of <laughs> readapting it. It was also film. a uh, sci-fi channel original miniseries. Yes, it was. Mm, I which, see. which one's worse, the old one or the sci-fi channel one? See, I know oh, nothing man. about this, so I'm going to refer to the experts one on this. Is more true to the book. The movie is hard to watch because it was like a hundred years ago when that was made. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> seen it in quite some time. Just and the special I, effects are uh, <laughs> hundred years ago. Not, well, what's the word I'm looking for? I believe the words you're looking the words you're looking for are Sci-Fi Channel, but not Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> well, the Sci-Fi Channel special effects are almost as bad. Yeah, that's what I'm, oh, oh that's man. what I thought we were talking about. Because every yeah. every special effect on the Sci-Fi Channel was the awful, movie, except for except Battlestar. Battlestar. Yeah, they had a budget. The movie uh, and good trolls in the movie. It's man, it's old. Eighty three. Yeah. Eighty four. Eighty four. So you're you're seeing 84. you're seeing them 
pushing the limits of of a low budget, well, even then. possible yeah. then. So yeah. that's the kind of movie that was. I respect it, that to some degree. I don't so know. Yeah. is there any any um, excitement for this this remake? Of Dude, oh yeah, I have curiosity. In certain circles. I'm not excited, <laughs> but I definitely have. Can curiosity. somebody give me? Because I who's don't. It, who is it actually for? The Garricks. <laughs> the Garricks. Yeah. Okay. So the Garrick and maybe yes. oh, <laughs> the def- Howie. I'll definitely watch. So, okay, I mean, I'll definitely give it a spin. Give me I a mean, synopsis there, any of new what sci-fi. Dune, I'll give a. I'll give a test drive. Somebody needs to give me an, an idea of what Dune even is Dune, because I have give no, Dune. It's all look. about the spice. It's like a boring um, <laughs> Game of Thrones in space. Yeah, that's Game a that's Thrones. as upsell as you can get. <laughs> boring. That's from a fan. Game of Thrones <laughs> in space. Written wow. in, no. written in 1965. Desert space. Yeah. Wow. Space deserts. Yeah. So basically, you have an emperor of space. Warhammer 40k, got it. You have different houses, you know, like in like uh, you do. All right, like in in Game of Thrones, like in Harry Potter, got it. The two houses that are mostly in the first book are House Harkonnen, which are, I guess, more or less the bad guys. Slytherin, Um, got it. You got House Atreides, which are more or less the good guys. Gryffindor. So the Emperor gives control of Arrakis, which is called Dune. To House Atreides. Well, Dune has the spice, which is needed for the uh, this uh, Bene Gesserit, which are like the religious order, to do the religious stuff with. And it's also used by the Navigation Guild, since they don't use computers, to navigate through uh, hyperspace. They got to get wicked high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, high like, it's like one of the most right. important substances in the universe. Mike, right. Mike, Mike, have you ever tried ayahuasca? You ever tried yeah. the ayahuasca? <laughs> huh? Turns your eyes blue. It's if you get too much of it, it's really cool, man. Got to get Aww. religious by getting high, dude. Okay, so, you got to listen to your Joe. I don't want to spoil too much of All it, right. but basically, the um, <clears throat> craziness the hold on Dune does not go over his plan. Uh, they all get wiped out except for the son, Paul Atreides, uh, who gets who gets marooned in the desert with his mama, and they kind of wander the desert until they come across the the natives of Dune, which are called Fremen. And uh he's they find out he's some sort of uh I'm not uh, I'm prophesied uh, person I, I called the Quisit Hatterach, I think it's called. Basically a like a person who's <clears throat> can do what the sisters do, the Bene Gesserit, but he's mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he raises the uh, Fremen. So, Garrick, how many? Army. <laughs> Garrick, how many and then pages? He takes over back and how many pages is cool. Dune? <laughs> it's, it's like, oh man, it's like four hundred, maybe. I don't know. Really? So take, no, I think it's more than that. Take what Garrick said and multiply, because I think Garrick said about a half page of text. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, so I'm take Garrick, what Garrick out. said and multiply it by at least five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. A and lot now you the, know why see, I didn't get that far. The, uh. the biggest issue I think. That people will have adapting this into a movie is in the book. There's a lot of internal dialogue, yeah, like a lot, a lot. So it's going to be. They tried to do that in the in the '80s movie, and it kind of just seemed stupid because it was just him doing the voiceover mm-hmm. while he was just like staring off into the distance. I mean, I've whatever. always been under the impression that the 84 Dune movie was like a cult classic. Is that, no. Oh, yeah. Is that it a, is. I mean, it's, it's a cult a, classic. It's a narrow think, cult, though. Very narrow? Yeah. Mm. I, I, 
the, Why thing, do they the keep... trick is like what Garrick said about the internal dialogue. The some of the deepest books, some of the most meaningful books, are full of internal dialogue because you're literally going along with somebody as they're wor- or a number of somebody's as they're working through something, right? Mentally and yes. emotionally, mm-hmm. and those often, I would say, I don't know. I'm just put pull a number out of thin air. Seventy ninety percent of the time, make the worst movies. Sure, right? Because you just. You how practically you, you have to rewrite out? the entire thing from scratch in order to pull that dialogue to make it into a show, not tell. Right. It's hard to do. It yeah. is. It's really hard. And that, I don't, they didn't do it good in any other movie or. So what's I the mean, fascination? The one did it good, then what's it the like, fascination? I mean, obviously somebody feels like you got, you got young filmmakers who are like, who read exploring. it while smoking weed and thought it's the most amazing damn thing <laughs> well, they ever okay, read. So, so and we want to be the one who figures so out the at magic minimum, code. we've got the 84 movie, we've got the series, and now we've got a, 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 another attempt here in 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the what's the fascination is, is, with making the book's this a cool happen? world. Because like the, the, the world is cool, but it's going to take a five-hour movie to fully flesh out everything that's cool about this universe. Yeah, they need this Hobbit dude. money. Then why don't they do? Why don't? Why doesn't someone try? Well, they have Oscar Isaac. So well, you, they I did. guess you they said they tried, did, and it was know. the most true to the book because it took them like six hours to tell the story. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But it just but, but there was no budget. Dune the first no, the first no budget. third of Dune is not exciting. In my yeah, opinion, see that? no, but that's the problem. They're setting up all the intrigue and the houses, yeah. and and they're taking their time, which, which makes the payoff, I'm sure, that much better. Which is, you know, yeah. the people who commit to it and get to it and appreciate this kind of stuff are going to be ap, right? Because there's such a slow build. But how do you hook somebody in a movie or miniseries with such a slow build? Yeah, you got you got hot Poe Dameron. That's how I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oscar Isaac looking all sexy. I was going to say I saw you guys on Discord this week posting you some. Got, uh, you got hot Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any other brand? That's, I'm uh, that's technically <laughs> what right. I was attempting was to do here was uh, <laughs> talk about the casting updates. I mean, is there anybody that's worth mentioning that is involved in this movie? Oscar Isaac, Jason oh, Momoa. God. Yeah, the, everybody's Everybody who's got movie. a slight olive skin. Okay, so yeah, the first one, <laughs> Cinema, Cinema Blend did a... Uh, did Oscar a, Isaac. Did a, um, an article on this. The first Josh one they, Brolin. The first one they mentioned is Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did nothing. Nothing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Is this dude right here? Oh, that dude right there. I've never seen him before in my life. All right. I yeah, would as- pretty- assume that he would be that. The, is he a Hufflepuff? I don't even know. Yeah, he's Paul. He's Paul Atreides. He's okay. the main character. So <laughs> yeah, he's got Deeb, the hair if you in that picture that Howie just showed me. To so match. no, um, no opinions. He's Maldib. No opinions on this guy. Nope. I don't know. I, seen well, it's, I mean, though, it sounds like they got some big names then, though, right? You guys are naming some yeah. Dave Bautista. <clears throat> okay, yeah. let's not. He's going to be awesome. He's the bad guy, basically. Let's not oversell Dave Bautista. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I feel you, man. Him all day long. I, I love you. Drax. Don't get me wrong. But I love Drax in the hands of James Gunn. I don't know yeah. if Dave Bautista really got the chops to do. I, we'll see. Oh, yeah. I, see I, I want him to. I'll tell you what. He's, you're right. He was actually. He, you're, you're legit. He wasn't in a lot of that movie, but he he's was legit. expanding out. He's doing some new things now. You're right. So you're right. You're right. We'll Wait see what see. he can do. Wait and see. Who else is involved in this that you said? Let's see. Uh, Josh Brolin. 
Brolin, okay. Does he do? I mean, that's a big name. They do Zendaya. Lip thing. They do Zendaya. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, Skarsgård. Rebecca um, Ferguson. Wait, which one's yeah. Skellen? Which one of the Skarsgårds is that? Is that the clown or the or no, the the vampire? It's, it's not the it. <laughs> I don't know which. I can't keep my Skarsgård straight. Is that the old the oh, the old guy? That's. The yeah. Thor, the Thor friend, Thor one, yeah, Thor. Oh, friend. he's the one I like the most. Oscar, I, I, Oscar yeah, Isaac like, does look pretty, dude. Hip he's in this, man. I know, dude. He looks sexy as hell. <laughs> I don't care how stri- you could be straight as an arrow. You look at it going, I want to look like that dude <laughs> yeah. right there, growing my beard. I, I don't even right care now. about getting chicks. I just want to look like that dude for my own sake. I get up in the morning, look at that, and be like, hell yeah. Which just they makes me a, so Javier, much. Javier Bardem. He doesn't I do, do much. Yeah, right? He's legit. Yeah. Zendaya, no, I mean that's I mean that's big with the the kids. How old and white do you have to be to say Zendaya? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Zendaya. Okay. Come on, man. She's in the Spider-Man's. I like her. Yeah. I actually didn't know that MJ. I liked her until the Spider-Man movies. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's legit. Also, I don't like the greatest showman, but I thought she did a very nice job in that movie. I think they have the same uh Oh, the same guy who did do or sorry, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the cinematographer. I think they have the same Ooh, guy who did that. Zendaya. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's gonna look good. Yeah, that's you're you're not you're not wrong there. That film was full of beautiful cinematography. <clears throat> Zendaya man or Zendaya. <laughs> Don't right. roll your eyes at me for telling you the way the world works. I'm telling you, I got the pronunciation of Zendaya from my daughter, so. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. So I'm just telling you, I think you're wrong. Maybe I am. (laughs) You know what? I I have no idea what my verified sources would be on that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, you're right. In the Spider-Man movies, I mean, that's my only exposure to her. But I know she's real popular with the young kids. Yeah, the MJ character in that film was... I I think she was... I heard her name and just thought of her as like some tween queen. Yeah, right. And then I saw those movies. I'm like, oh, she actually took up this character who's... Got she more was, depth than I, I was going to say. She was almost more. I always felt like I almost felt like she was almost too good for that movie. <laughs> There's, I like those movies, but I understand 100 percent where you're coming from. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like there was too much charisma in this she secondary lot, character. She was, yeah, she was really good. She's she's got a she's got a she's got a hell of a future. I think. Now, Jason mm-hmm. Momoa in this without the facial hair. I'm trying to get used to that, man. Yeah. Because you're just used to seeing him growl at people and throw Wonder Woman stuff on the ground. Pretty much. Yeah. But I love Jason Momoa, though. So I I don't have a lot of properties that I enjoy that much with Jason Momoa in them, other than like (laughs) the brief Cal Drogo, right? I love Cal Drogo and but, I I like but, him. I'm sorry I like him in the DC movies. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's a high point in a very low pond, okay? True. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff where I'm like, like, okay, The Rock does a lot of crap, but The Rock's done a lot of good stuff, too, that I can say, I like this, that, this, that, and this, so The Rock's legit, right? Jason Momoa, I'm like, I don't know how much stuff he's done legit, but... Stargate Atlantis. Here's the thing, well... He seems like a fun dude. <laughs> You're he's, making my point he's kind and of yours. A, he's kind of a man's man, dude. But that's the thing. That's, that's why I like him. It's not just that he's a man's man. It's the fact that he seems like He'd be fun to hang out with. Like yes. he seems like a cool dude. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. 
He's married to Denise Huxtable. Hello. Throw that man <laughs> a prize. Blue ribbon landed. I'm right there with him. Major crush on Denise growing up. And the fact that she's like, what, 13 years older than him? Yeah, and pretty much. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I read an interview with him talking about their courtship and yeah. how like he was like freaking out because it was like his childhood crush. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm glad that you could look like an absolute Adonis, so the rest of us can live vicariously through you. <laughs> through you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of not those that guys. I'm calling, not that I'm calling her shallow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, 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 no. I think but. we should be worried about him though, because his character's name is Duncan Idaho. <laughs> He's a pedophile. Oh, we proved dear. it already. He's right yeah. there next to Ivan. Him and Ivan are Duncan and Ivan. Nice. Which Duncan, is good because they decide to do more movies. Duncan Idaho in the books keeps getting cloned over and over again. So. Oh, that's fun. All right. So we could so. be in it forever. We've talked about some Dune. We'll see what happens there. But uh, did we ever? AMC in the news this week. Good. <laughs> I love AMC. Uh, okay, so with the pandemic going on around, <laughs> there was almost almost from the start of this, right when yep. they shut down everything. Yep. Almost from the beginning, we started getting reports that AMC <clears throat> might not open their doors. Yep. After this was all done. Yep. That they just didn't have enough liquidity, yep. and it was they're done. Yep. They're, hey, I don't mean to sound like an ultra libertarian, but F them let capitalism run its course. And here's why, my friend. I've went to AMC theaters when we all the theaters around here were run by like Podunky companies. And like back when Regal was running the show here in town and all of our theaters were absolute stained out, reeked out seats, make your thighs feel itchy garbage, right? AMC theaters I would go to in like Chicago, stuff, I was like, oh, this is what a real theater looks like. But then Rave came to town and Rave was like, oh, hey, Rave's good. But then Rave went to crap. Then Carmike came to town. Carmike's good. And then they went to crap. And then AMC bought the Carmikes and Raves, right? Because Carmike bought it. got worse. Right? And it, they moved in and they said, oh, man, look at all these decorations and like all these like all these cool things that you did. Strip that shit out and sell it. All right. So what do we do with this 70-foot wall? You can put a 32-inch TV about 50 feet up. People can read it. We don't give a shit. Like, oh, yeah. they turned our okay <laughs> theaters into garbage theaters. Now, here's the trick, and I'll give them this. Since they took over, I have not had to complain to the management nearly as much in the first five minutes of every film, because you know that was my thing. Yes. Go out say, your sound's messed up, your projection's messed up, you're messed up, and you shouldn't live. You know, you're a bad person. I had to do that all the time in a nice way. Um, but the theaters were trash. Basically, AMC's whole motif when they moved into town was, well, we need to add a bar because liquor. We need to add a bar. Yeah, that was weird. We should make everything <laughs> ugly and strip out everything that made the theater unique in any way and make it just ugly and boring. But and oh, this you know, seats half the seats are broken, so we'll just put caution tape over them. But we need a bar. <laughs> Build a bar. Oh man, is this I, what it's like to live in a backwater Indiana city. Uh, this I'm, must I be. Feel sorry for you guys. This must be what it's like. So as far as I'm concerned. I kind of want the megaplexes to die. Well, to, I'm at that to point. To be qu- quite honest, I've been to several theaters in several different cities, and 
They pretty much all just suck. Yeah, honest to God, Garrick, the theaters we've gone to in Indianapolis also meet my suck standard okay. pretty solid. Ones in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That There's I've probably been to. a couple of good ones that I haven't been to, but well, that's just because they're new. Just yeah. like the, the no, new, you're right. The new I, Chinese buffets they come and yeah, they're good for a while. They're exactly like Chinese buffets. That yeah. is the perfect comparison. They when they first open, this is the good one. But then it becomes the rat nasty one until another one opens up yep. to take the business away. I went to a newer one in Chicago that was built into an old Dominic's. It's where we saw Frozen 2. And I'm like, how do you make room for a theater in an old Dominic's? You, you know saw what? Frozen it was... 2 at a Chinese buffet? No. But stay Whoa. with me because that would have been great. Some, get some but we went to this theater at an old Dominic's <laughs> in Chicago last year. And I was actually amazed at the size of the auditorium. <laughs> given the fact that they didn't rebuild the whole structure of the building, it was a huge screen, a huge auditorium. Everything went really well, but the truth is five years from now, the sound channels are going to be shot. Are they going to fix them? No, they'll just turn them off and F you. You paid full price, but screw you. You know, we don't have left (laughs) today. You know? Yeah, you know. Left's overrated. I don't... I'm sorry. People have been saying forever... George Lucas... Has been saying for 20 years, you can have a better theatrical experience at home, which is why he tried to lead the whole THX thing. And you know what? But the truth, it's real now. It's true. Because when my shit breaks, I fix it or I replace it. So here's, yeah, here's the, here's the reality of it. And then I'm going to give you the story. The reality of it. Sorry. I'll take a break now that I got my rant out of my system. (laughs) (laughs) The reality of it is exactly where you're going is that the theater system has been dying slowly but surely over, especially over the last 10 years. Because of two things, its own greed and the greed of the distribution houses. Well, I mean, I suppose it's arguable by, but (laughs) I mean, I'm not ranting. I mean, there's that, but there's also the fact that you can literally have a 90 inch television in your own home with a great, Sound Whoa. system. Mm-hmm. Look at and, Daddy Warbucks over and here. There is, I, I'm just saying. 90, 90 inches inch get good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's the, true. the theater experience can be had in most households in America. Well, Howie, and, you, remember, you remember Deathly Hallows Part 2? Yes. We couldn't even oh, see yeah, what was, was happening terrible. because they had their bulb in like economy mode. So it was so well, that, dark. That's the way the movie was. It, no, the movie's no, dark, the movie's but dark, we should but have been able to see no, it. The, like, the, um, the movie's unwatchable. Yeah, <laughs> it is unwatchable. It is right. pretty bad. I, mean, I, I did try to watch it again recently, and I was like, <laughs> I, pulled you I was like, all right, 50% the theater's fault, 50% the movie's fault. Yeah. Let's agree to <laughs> distribute the, uh, the, the, the issues. Blind, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to say something. I don't remember. I... Uh, they're they're moving to a home experience. I really for believe now. I really okay. First off, we know that actors, directors, mm, in a lot of cases, writers are overpaid as f. Okay, I'm not yeah. going to say that about the crew. I'm sure there are certain members of the crew that are probably arguably overpaid, but I'm sure there are a lot of crew members who are underpaid. Right, but actors, directors, they're overpaid. We know because look at them now. Look at them during the quarantine. How they're struggling to even find meaning in life. Right, because mm-hmm. they're sure. not real yeah. people. No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had just enough alcohol to say I'm that. I'm sorry, that's fair. I believe it. I mean, I agree with it too. I'll, I'll say I'll say it in a better way. They don't know how to people. Okay? Now, having said that, the distribution companies charge so much that the theaters really don't make people say they don't make any money on ticket sales. That's not that's not hyperbole. I know. That's True. why you have to pay a right. fortune in concessions. Right. Because they have yeah, to yeah, choke you out. Alcohol in. And yeah, and that's like why, that. exactly, that's why alcohol has been so prominent because they can charge them out the yin-yang for alcohol. 
Right. But they have to make the experience better that's the there. Thing. If they don't make the experience something, that's why I loved yeah, this is a long time ago now. We've been at this fly casual thing for a while. That's why I really enjoyed when we went up to Hollywood Boulevard Cinemas in in uh in Downers right. Grove, Bolingbroke area yep. in Chicago, because somebody said, I'm gonna buy up a bunch of props mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make you feel like you're part of cinematic history when you walk right. into this theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> But when AMC moves in and says, strip out the decorations and put a 30-inch TV in the middle of a 60-foot-high wall where you can't even read it because you're down slow because we we give so few Fs, it's like, why am I here? Your popcorn is stale. Right. 90% 90% of the time. Seriously. What the, right. what the hell's the point? And I feel like Hollywood needs to, uh, sorry, if they had <laughs> wanted the theater industry to survive, like the old directors, like the Scorsese's and all them claim, there should have been somebody talking to the heads of the production houses, the distribution houses and saying, y'all need to make it so that the theater owners who seriously on, on average for the multiplexes are greedy Fs can actually make more of a buck. Sure, right. I mean, they got to be have a bigger piece of the pie to make this but work. But traditionally, theater owners, like the, like massive theater owners, traditionally they're all they're a, selfish a holes. Now the little mom and pop theaters, to me, that's where you can find a nugget of gold. In the Midwest, it's hard to do. Yeah, very it's, hard to do. We have and one, I think that's we have one up in Angola. Yeah, and sure. I forget the name of it. But Garrick, you and we've been there a couple times to see Star Wars releases. Uh, Star Wars. I. It's a little two screen theater, two or three screens, right? And it's wonderful. It's old. It's it's old stuff. It's, but it's still it's it's but it's, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Right. Sure. So that's it's, it's all a there dying is now. thing, and and people our age enjoy that. Yeah. I can't say necessarily that my kids give a crap. That's because a legit. Again, well, I I'm gonna be honest that I, especially since our last. My last outing with my family. I, Tell them how much you spent, Howie. Uh, well, I think I brought it up before. Yeah, we've covered is, this before. It was <laughs> well over $100 just to go see one movie with my family. And that's way too much uh, for anybody to spend to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, there's even when I, I think just. it was like $80 just tickets. Yeah, I believe it. I, I, mean, I mean, you're on the extreme because you got. A, a litter, thousand yeah. kids. Yes. A litter. I've got two kids. <laughs> yeah, and even me and just my two kids going to the theater. That's the thing. My saving grace is that my wife never wants to go. So it's it's like my wife says, "Let's go see Hop," or right. it's me like, "Let's go see literally anything other than Hop." <laughs> right. We never yeah. all three go to the same. Movie, very rarely. But... I mean, but you're still fifty bucks in. Oh by yeah. The, by, by the, the time, time we're you done? buy p- tickets and you're doing some, you know, drinks and candy. Oh yeah, because and- we don't do it very often, so we're right. going to go all out when yes. we do it. Right. right. So- and this is coming from a guy who wanted to see a movie every week. <laughs> you knew me back in the day when I was a bachelor. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go see movies all the time, and we did. We I we mean, did. saw, we saw a, lot a lot of movies. Lot of movies back then. Yeah. You just yeah. Them good old days. I mean, the whole idea old. of the matinee just doesn't even matter anymore. Because oh yeah, matinee even prices, the matinee. Yeah. The prices Over are still ridiculous. For and, yeah, yeah, and and again, once you buy popcorn and a, and a drink, I mean, you're you barely another saved twenty bucks two, in. Yeah. So, okay. So all that said, <laughs> AMC might be in a position where they have dug themselves out of the hole. What? There really? is a Ooh. story on Cinema Blend that says Cinema Blends! 
AMC Theaters reportedly working to raise millions in private offerings. Is it is it Uh-oh. basically is did they merge with Movie Pass? Are they all raising money together? <laughs> <laughs> you remember Movie Pass? No, they that did wasn't not. that long ago, friend. No, they're they, working with those guys that had the the meter with the hike up of. Uh, <laughs> I wanted this to land for you so bad. <laughs> I was so they, I was getting get ready to laugh. So hard. the redo uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the guys what had the hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's where that money went. <laughs> no, yeah, not Rise yeah. of Skywalker. It was, it was Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, yeah, sorry, remake the Last Jedi. Yeah. We've got oh, nine hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. You guys are out of your mind. No, they're trolls. <laughs> that was good stuff. Okay, so this article on Cinema Blend. Uh, here is that dude with the the hat on Tiger King. Uh, buy him out. <laughs> The 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 guy Jeff? with the chin beard, yeah, yeah Jeff, chin uh, beard, Jeff Lawson or whatever. No, he's got the Lowe. made up name. Jeff Lowe. Oh, you're Jeff talking about Lowe Jeff, Lowe. Jeff Lowe? Yeah, about Jeff Lowe. I thought you were talking about the he's, guy with all the hot wives. He's gonna turn it into a boudoir of some sort. <laughs> Doc, whatever. I don't know. Doc, 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 Doc Mungus, Adel, Adel, Adler, Adelson, Anton. I don't know. <laughs> what? Anton. Bogwan or whatever his first name is. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna do a tiger. We're gonna I do want, a tiger king. I want there to be a mini series just about him <laughs> and his cult that he's got know, going on. I know, it's right? Gross. Fact, it wise. is really gross. And the fact that it is like quadru- quadrinary to the story <laughs> is unbelievable. I know. It's like, okay. oh, we had this guy, but look what's over here. This is crazy. I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's crazy yeah, over there. Yeah, it's right. crazy over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, Cinnablend article. Here's a quote from the article. Due to significant actions taken by the company, AMC, we believe our current cash balance is sufficient to withstand a global suspension of operations until a partial reopening in July. After giving effect to the proposed notes offering, we believe the company will have sufficient liquidity to withstand a global suspension of operations until a partial reopening ahead of Thanksgiving. So essentially mm. there is a private <laughs> they're selling off seats from the theater. Uh, they've done this somehow. From, they're not they're not <laughs> bring your own places happen, <laughs> but they have acquired enough money apparently to um by firing all of the employees. Don't worry. We'll train up some crackerjack 15-year-olds I'm when the time comes. I'm just saying they they've enough they've raised enough money to to weather the storm apparently. You know who all this well, we'll Why see. do they need millions when they're not doing anything? Because well, they still I mean, have operating costs right. of just well, maintaining right. the got, buildings. Yeah, I mean, if they own the, the buildings, they're so, paying yeah, property they taxes. Well, they're playing, they're they're paying mortgages just like anybody else. Yeah, or mortgages or leasing or whatever. They're, I mean, they've got a cost structure. And yeah, also, I mean, they, just, just the building sitting there, they're decreasing in value. I, which got is emails, I got emails from Wells Fargo, and they said they could help me out during the trouble <laughs> time. I, mean, <laughs> I do need to refi. I need to refi <laughs> while they are Maybe taught. AMC should buy a Toyota. They don't have to pay it off to Honest, honestly, <laughs> payments on it. well, the interesting thing about this is that, I mean, there are certain movies, Christopher Nolan's Tenant is scheduled to release on July 17th, and they've kept that date. Most movies have delayed at to this some point degree. delayed. So, I mean, a Chris Nolan movie, I mean, that's a big deal. So I him, guess him holding I haven't even spot, heard of this movie. What's Tenant? It's a Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan movie. Don't expect his movies to have exciting titles ever oh, again. It's not Doctor Who. He's reached the point <laughs> in his career where everything's going to sound really boring. 
and you have to wait and find and out. I if will it's not. go watch it. I love Chris Nolan, man. I. I, I love him. Sixty. I don't care what you say. Sixty to seventy percent. I don't care what you're gonna say. No, 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 no. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. No, no, no. Wow. <laughs> yep. I'm, no, I'm cool. No way. <laughs> Listen to this. I did. Tenet, I really liked Tenet, Interstellar. Tenet Music's done by Ludwig Göransson. Yep. Same guy did the Mandalorian. Hello. And yes. Community. Oh, sorry. And sorry. Community. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Bump. Wow. <laughs> it's got Robert Pattinson in it. So yeah. Oh man, Batman. it's got, got Batman. Batfire. It's Michael Kane. Michael Kane's in it. Can you believe it? In a Nolan film, oh, Elizabeth Debicki. Michael Kane. There he is, Michael Kane. But look at me when the close-up. When it's close-up on my eyes, I'm not bad at my Aaron eyes. I don't Taylor blink. Ander, or Ta- don't blink, Johnson. When the camera's it's close got, up on your eyes, it's got my boyfriend Kenneth Branagh in it. I want to let everybody know that there are guides out there. You should look this up on YouTube. Michael Kane's guides to screen acting. They are some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Unintentionally funny. They're old. They're old as F. Yeah. But it's like Michael Caine, like, explaining how you don't blink during close-ups. <laughs> See, look what happens now. Look what happens when I blink. See, I'm blinking. See, it's really awkward now. But now What's when I don't point? blink, it's not awkward. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, for somebody who just literally is like, I ain't never been in a movie. What I do? <laughs> this might be helpful. <laughs> I love Michael Caine. Really, my favorite. (laughs) Noises off, biatch. You didn't watch it. You need to watch it. Okay. Okay. Noses off. All right. So this is interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess the overall takeaway from this is that uh, post coronavirus, the world is going to be a different place. People. I mean, honestly, it's going to be very different. With Disney, literally just pooping stuff right out on the Disney Plus and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, I don't know what your profit loss is. I, I really don't. But if this is profitable, can we just do this now? Is I mean, Netflix already does it. You know? Can well, you do it we, too? You know what? We've talked about this because... I hate... Honestly... I love going to the theater. Okay. But yes. I love having a good experience. Right. Okay. So where are you going with that? Right. I mean, the theater experience right now... Mm-hmm. I mean, trash pre pre coronavirus anyway. In the Midwest, it is trash. Uh, well, in most places, is carried by the blockbuster nowadays. Which, yeah, that's true. I mean, at so, least over so the last a ten lot years, more films don't matter. It or don't right make the theatrical experience right. advantageous for us because well, a lot of them are not going anymore. To you can't even get like an indie movie experience. Yeah, you can't at, get a slot. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So. Those slots have gone to like Netflix. Yep. I mean, oh, Netflix been gobbling it up. Yep. I mean, and not just Netflix. I mean, there's other ones gobbling these up Amazon too. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Legit. Mm-hmm. Hulu. Very legit. Apparently Hulu, but yeah, Hulu supposedly that's what they is, tell me. Right. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'll never go back. I mean, those indie movie experiences have already left the theater. Yeah. And are in the home now. So now it's CBS basically streaming. blockbusters only. All that, and that's all you got. And you're right. How much longer before the blockbusters get swallowed up? It's just, it's just, I feel like the theater owners association has been like, like the, we're not quite smart enough to be casino owners association is what it's like. Like, like it's a bunch of dudes in brown suits and really wide striped ties with cigars and their pants are hiked up over their like belly buttons because they got fat guts and they don't like to wear belts because it's too restricting, right? Uh, and they're sitting back and laughing, not realizing that they're murdering their own industry. And again, 
I place a lot of the fault on the on the distributors, but I place a lot of fault on the short sightedness of here's, their own industry. Here's the thing, though, man. I mean, post Corona, this the 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 theater, the box office, yeah, as we might say, mm-hmm. is going to be a different. It's going to be a completely different animal, I think, post Corona. I do you feel like? Here's the question: Do you feel like it can exist again? And it's going to have to reinvent itself. There, completely that's reinvent like, itself. Oh, all right. I, mean, I, I don't want to tumble, tumble too far down, but what kind of, like, what level of change? Not exactly, you don't have to describe what the change is because none of us are that brilliant, but, like, what degree of change well, do you think, think is required to already, make it stick? I think you've already hit on it. I mean, it's going to have to be backroom stuff, stuff that we don't even really see. It's going to have to be... Oh, like people distribu- who are more qualified than a 15-year-old without a driver's license running the projectors? <laughs> I mean, granted, no, again, I'm talking hey, about hey. renegotiating contracts for, you know, oh, yeah, for distribution, for distribution yeah. and how that works and, and, and the percentages and how all that works. If this is going to survive, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, there's got to be more money in the local theater's pocket. It'd be great if we didn't rely on such a pendulum and we actually thought about how the industry could optimally work. I mean, the projectionist union. The Theater Projectionist Union used to be one of the strongest, most powerful unions in this country until they got too powerful and they just got excommunicated. And basically, you only need a unionized projectionist to come in and fix stuff when it breaks. But who makes the decision that it's broken? A manager who's maybe 18 years old yeah, right. and a bunch of kids who don't have their driver's license. So stuff just stays broken forever. So now they have almost no power. Right. The pendulum just swings back and forth. It's like, you know, maybe we should actually sit down and figure out what's the optimal way for this crap right. to work. Sure. I think all those discussions are going to be had in the very near future. I don't know. I still don't. I don't know if this much, if this much, because remember at this point, all these theaters that I'm talking, like talking about the brown suits and the wide ties right. are, have all been bought up by Chinese owned companies. And well, at this point, it's like, do the corporation, are the corporations I, at that size any smarter? I think a long-term, I don't think they I are. think the long-term uh, future will need to have radical changes. I agree. I don't know what that is. I feel like a different experience. <laughs> I feel like there's a way to make, Something more like the drive-in experience. Maybe it's not a drive-in. Maybe it's not something you pull your car into, but something where you are in a public space but fear feel a more personal experience. And it's, I don't know what that looks be, like. It's got to be worth the hundred bucks that you're forking out yeah. to take your family. Or you've got to feel special. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, and I don't know how be, that without, without alcohol making you not yeah. care about. It, to be quite <laughs> honest, <laughs> if 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 the price prices don't come down, I, I won't be going. You're you know, and that's honestly. I don't. You're done. I don't you just know if wait that's. Till it hits Netflix or I don't know Plus. if that is 100 percent true. If like, well, it's true for me. For true for you. I don't know if it's 100 percent true. What world like for everybody or industry wide? But I will say this: if it's not 50 percent of the discussion, they're not. They got no chance. If they're not talking about getting the prices down at the box office and the concession stand, they have no chance of survival. No. Because you're competing, like you said, you're competing with home theaters. Yeah. And if I can go out and spend several hundred dollars and have an adequate... Dude, do you know how... Dude, look at my theater, my screen, my projection screen is freaking shower wall, like bathroom shower wall for mobile homes from Lowe's. It costs $12. It's 106 inches. Dude, I mean, even beyond $12. that, though, yeah, how I much, mean, dude, I mean, even, the projector costs even a couple just, hundred. Even but, yeah, the, right, but, the low-income household can afford... I mean... 
Oh, a 60-inch screen without breaking a sweat. I mean, they're, what, 400 bucks now? Oh, you can... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're... you're talking I mean, like a TCL Roku TV. You're barely scraping four hundred, and you don't point. have to do cable anymore. So you have a Netflix subscription and maybe a, a you know um, a, an yeah, Amazon that's Prime. Why, you yeah. got everything you need. The, that's why for me the prices have to dramatically reduce for because even if you're like, oh, you can have this amazing experience. I'm like, how much more amazing? Oh, right. and by the way, it hasn't have. been amazing right. for a long. Yeah, no, much, and it hasn't. But I mean, unless say if they do something completely radically different. And they well, look can at offer the, this amazing I mean, look at the, what, look what at the value. Really look at the 4K me. revolution. Is it really a revolution? No. Do oh, people even care no. about 4K? How many 4Ks no. do you Nobody cares. <laughs> well, 4K is just, it's 4K is 3D part two. Basically, when television went digital and the U.S. government said, hey, everybody, you got to go digital, right? The FCC said it's got to be digital. You can't do analog TV. Everybody went, well, if we're going to go digital, we're going to we're going to do the high def, right? There's no reason to do low def 480i right. digital television. So literally everybody had to go out and either buy a TV or get the government subsidized $40 converter box <laughs> to watch TV look like trash right. on your TV. <laughs> and so because everybody had to buy one, the prices dropped even then. Not remotely as much as they're cheap now, but they dropped then. And so you had a TV purchasing culture like never before in this country. Not when TVs first came out, not when color first became popular, not when VHS became popular. Never has there been a TV buying resolution. Because first off, buying a flat screen is nice. We can open up the room a little more, Mm -hmm. right? Also, they're bigger. Remember when you were a kid, did you have a friend with a big screen TV? Those things looked like hot wet garbage but we were in awe of them and they yeah. cost a fortune <laughs> they cut holes in walls to fit them in <laughs> <laughs> and even then they stuck out because yeah. they were thicker than the walls yeah. right i mean you know the guns would get misaligned and they looked like <laughs> seriously they looked like trash more often than not yeah but there's like oh man these people are like they either have more money than us or they're really committed <laughs> you know like it was a big deal that you could just run out and get one like everybody else and it just goes right up on your wall it was a revolution, and the industry got addicted to making that money. 3D at home yeah, yeah, yeah. and 4K yeah. are just technologies manufactured because they went, oh, shit, we were making a lot of money a minute ago. <laughs> we want to keep making that money. So they artificially right. created, they tried to create well, demand for something that doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, I would say it is something. But it's like you it's said, something, it but matter. most people it with, doesn't matter. with 1080i or 1080p. I mean, see these? See these bad fine. boys? See these? These are called reading glasses. <laughs> yeah, right. 1080p's, I'm topping out. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I mean, I know a lot of people who, who legitimately can't tell the difference between 720 and 1080. Oh, so. yeah. That's true. That's the thing. I actually That's have absolutely pretty good, true. I have pretty good vision, and I can I can tell. I'm an aesthetically driven person. I can tell, but I'm like, there's it doesn't improve my I was going to say, at this point, yeah. I mean, for just general viewing. A yeah. hundred hundred and six inches right across the wall over here, hundred and six inches, ten eighty P. Yeah. No desire to upgrade whatsoever. Yeah. None. Well, yeah. Why? Why would you? Why? <laughs> well, most broadcasts are seven twenty. Yeah, they're still running seven twenty P ten eighty I. Even on a four K TV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. How much four K can you actually get? You can't you can't really broadcast. Not 4K. much. Yeah, yeah. In, in streaming it, you your connection requirements are ridiculous. I mean, they were supposed to do sports in 4K, right? I don't know how much of that even happened. But it gets downgraded, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, there's it's it's not, because it's not a standard, it's a surplus. It's like yes. the people who bought right. laser discs. 
term, right? Okay. <laughs> Laserdiscs were legitimately better than VHS in every way except most. Yeah, right. Because right. <laughs> yeah, the picture quality was good. It was not going to degrade over time except, oh, it actually does. The disc degrades. It gets scratched. It gets messed up. It's terrible. And also, it's not a standard. <laughs> and you had to flip it over midway through. Yeah, you had to flip it over midway through. <laughs> so it is actually, in, in some ways, for the average consumer, an inferior technology. Yeah, right. 4K is the same kind of thing. Is it going to make your viewing experience worse? No. But I've had a 4K TV for like six years. I've never put 4K anything on it because I don't give a rat's balls. No. Anything else in news, Mike? That's all I had for news. Oh, thank God. Eric <laughs> is so ready. He's like, come on, man. Move this bitch along. I don't know if y'all know this, but the movie Clue, what came out in the 1985? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It was built around the first big star cast to it, who was supposed to be the big name that drew everybody to it, with Miss Scarlet, who was supposed to be none other than Carrie Fisher. <gasps> what? <gasps> Carrie Fisher. But, you know, rehab. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, poor Carrie. Poor cocaine dealer. <laughs> Before we go any further. I have an announcement. <gasps> How is yeah. pregnant again? I'm pregnant. No! Uh, oh, congrats! Number six, seven, and eight are on their way. <laughs> well, I mean, six thousand seven hundred. We lost, we lost yes. one at the last birth. <laughs> so. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you forgot about that. Um, we need no, to replan. I want to name. I want to list the top four. That's not most true. Popular everybody. TV shows <laughs> on IMDb. Oh God. Okay. Oh, uh, IMDb uh, right El now on, del papel. is. Uh, number four is Westworld. Meh. Number three. That's weird. Number three is Tiger it's King. New. That's why. Tiger. How's that number three? Westworld just came out. Tiger King's been out for a few weeks. I this know. is all recent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all right, up to date. Right. Number two, Ozark. Oh, there you go. I'm a little oh. surprised, hmm. but not hardly. It, yeah. It's extremely popular, as, just as Money Heist is. Also, so. a lot of people actually have really failing cyan receptors in their eyes, so they don't realize how blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm funny because I'm, I'm actually Here looking we go. at it's the, the blue screen. Discussion. The, yeah. What do you know? It's the bluest <laughs> thing yeah, there. yeah, Money Heist is uh, number one right now. Wow. Wow. Hmm. How about that? Maybe, maybe we're actually on the front end of this. Maybe. You mean I'm on the front end of Vozar? Well, no. Heist you already and... shot your wad, so now we're all in the club. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's the I've way been watching it, it all while you guys have been talking. So. That's right. I'm glad you found something to, to, to do, do something in, to do in the meantime. In the meantime, talk yeah. about some crap. Talk about some stuff. I wonder if any of our listeners keep track of which button I hit. I have two options, and I don't even think you guys are paying attention. I at don't all. care. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, oh, it's time to talk about some stuff. I do, I just I hit whatever I'm feeling, but uh, the look on Mike's face totally betrayed just now. He had no idea that the song changes. I thought from... you were consistent. No, no actually, I did, under, I did know that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it's all good. <laughs> well, because they both make sense <laughs> to me. Right. They both make sense. Can I get a clear answer? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, but also no. <laughs> both. <laughs> okay, before we start, 
Colleen Camp makes me weak at the knees. I'm just saying. Which one's I Colleen Camp? That would be the maid. So oh. weak at the knees. Who like had to fight nice for thing. the role? <laughs> Did she? Now? Jennifer Jason Lee. Wait, that <gasps> can't be right. What? That's what? way later. <laughs> So that's, she would have been like eight. I'm spit Sarah Michelle Gellar. Madonna. Sarah Madonna. Madonna was actually was after that role. the role. The role of Thank the God maid, for Colleen Camp. The now. role of Yvette <laughs> yes. in the movie Clue was well, a terrible movie. one of the most yes. sought after roles in really? Hollywood at the time. Why? Yes. Because Why everybody knew that be? she'd be the buxom, sexy, like, he- yeah, like seller, seller of the film. And so there were a lot of women can think. So uh, what's her name again? Uh, Colleen Camp is the Colleen actress. Camp actually for her audition went out and rented a maid's costume and showed up in costume <laughs> to awesome. try to seal the oh, deal. Yes. And if it was anything like the one in the movie, I can see what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dag, yo. <laughs> She's not really French. Did you guys know that? I, did know, I did know that and I don't care. <laughs> that was all a, a play. Well, wait was, a minute. It was, it was a ruse. That accent. It was a ruse in the movie, too. So Meta. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah. we watched this together. For we me, did. it was the first time. Mike, Aww. 80s man like two weeks, Mike two weeks had never ago. seen 1985's Clue. Until two oh weeks ago gosh. when he watched it with me. And I know, dude. She's popping out all wow. over the place. I mean, she has probably had to have her spine replaced like 30 times. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I'm in love. Yeah. Well, there's a picture of her now, if that helps. Yeah, no, I've... I, <laughs> People get old. It's yeah, part of life. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to make a comment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's not right. It it's, is not right. It's not right. How <laughs> unbelievably it's not that she's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it is. It's that she's gorgeous <laughs> and literally bursting out of her costume. <laughs> and in 1985, that was I mean, that alone is a gag. They're literally trying to make her oversexed. And there's tons of gags in it. Christopher Lloyd can't take his eyes off her yeah, rack right. the whole time. Yeah, right. But we're talking about Clue. 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 Hello. I've got a raging Clue right now. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like someone else. So um, this was a fun experience I, that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. I, if you just stayed awake <laughs> throughout the whole thing, it would have been even better. I did oh, stay gotcha. awake. <laughs> I was he put awake. You on blast. He dozed off. No. He dozed. No. There was, the, there I was, was a definite There dozing. was a like 30 second Okay. Dozing. There was enough. <laughs> I saw enough of it. <laughs> This was fun, man. I didn't this see this good- movie until the mid nineties when we moved down here and we got cable. And I think I was homesick one day and it was on HBO in the middle of the day. Cause you know, middle of the day, HBO is like, let's play the cheap shit. Right. Before right. HBO was all original programming and crap. And I watched this movie one day while I was homesick and I was like, how did I not know about this film? And I immediately fell in love with this movie. And I think like the first time my parents got a DVR, like right after I got out of college, I immediately recorded it and I just watched it over and over. And then, no, I think actually, I think in in college, I bought the DVD out of like a Walmart 488 bin. You guys are pretty young when this came out. I mean, 85, I was fifth grade. So you guys were like little. Whoa. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I would have been five or six years old when this came out. Yeah. I remember this. I don't remember Tim out. Curry looking this young I and remember, not being in drag. <laughs> 
I remember like the commercials and and how no, this was yeah, advertised. I have no, I have no recollection of that. of that at all. And I I remember the the craze about it. I mean, I had no interest. First off, I was too young to go by myself. Sure. And second off, it, I a- mean, as we were as well. Again, I was fifth grade, <laughs> so I didn't. I mean, I was more into Transformers and GI Joe at that time. Yeah, so, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't care as much. But I remember all the hype about. This was so unique at the time because you could go and at any given viewing, yeah. you could see a different ending. Yeah, there were three different endings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you could like literally go once and see one ending, go a different time and see a different ending. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and I thought that was pretty clever. Because it's based on a board game that can, that <laughs> right. the game, which we should mention. Right. It's based on the board game Clue, which could end any number of ways right. based on how the game plays out. Right. And it's a whodunit. You're trying to solve the no, mystery it's based of who, on what three cards you pick first. Yeah, <laughs> on who committed the murder. Yeah, and it could have been you, for all you know. Get your games right, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so it's basically this is a movie based on a board game, which for all intents and purposes, purposes should be trash, complete trash, and it's not. It is a farce. And first off, that's brilliant, making the movie a farce, not just a comedy. Not just a murder mystery, uh, yeah. but making it a farce where it is a constant <laughs> ride of dialogue and action and insanity that never lets up, except at the points where it very purposely slows down to make you laugh at the absurdity of it. <laughs> I love this movie so um, much, y'all. The ensemble cast. Oh, yeah. I mean, the I ensemble mean- cast it seems to have come together completely by accident. I mean, Tim Curry wasn't even the, he was the third pick for Wadsworth. You have to be kidding me. No, he was the third pick. I don't remember the first one was, but the first one bowed out. And the second one, you ready for this? Okay. Little dude who just had a popular British television show hit at the time. Rowan Atkinson. (laughs) AKA Mr. Bean. That would have been fine too. That would would have been so okay with that. That's like the one person who might have done as well as Tim Curry. (laughs) I agree. Michael Kine. But the American, the American production house was like, "No, we don't know who that guy is. Screw that." (laughs) He wasn't really Mr. Bean. Sure, right at that point. Not, not, not. If he'd done any at that point, it wasn't much. Right, right. But I mean, if if you actually, I mean, if you stop and lose cast, like somebody, anybody walking into this, go, okay, yeah, Tim Curry. Okay, yeah, there's Doc from Back to the Future. There's the dude from the Christopher Guest films. Uh, Michael McKeon. (laughs) Yeah, Lenny. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's the guy who was in a bunch of 80s comedies, but he was always like a weird secondary character. Uh, Who? Colonel Mustard. Oh, oh, uh, Martin Mull. Yeah. Okay. And oh, yeah, there's that chick that was in Young Frankenstein and all those other uh, Mel Brooks films. (laughs) She's cool. Frankenstein. But, but who recognized Miss Scarlet? <laughs> who recognized Miss Peacock? Like who tell me what what else without looking, what else are those people from? You don't uh, know. Movies. Not many. I but mean they but they are all expertly done in this film. Yes. They she, are, she's from aliens. First off, Madeline Kahn, Miss <laughs> Was she an alien? Yeah. She was an alien. Wait, who are was? Saying she looks like Sigourney Weaver. Leslie Ann Warren, is that who we're talking about? Oh my gosh, she made me feel things when I was young and awkward. Dude, Leslie Ann Warren, I totally watched Not this Carrie whole movie. Fisher. Not Carrie Fisher. Thinking, thinking that it was, was Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. <laughs> you and everyone else. And you know what? I've, I've Especially went, opposite Tim Curry. You're just used yeah. to it. <laughs> I went and I looked her up and like all her pictures pre and post. Don't look like Susan Sarandon. Not, a, not even a bit. But, but she in this was like film, totally, I mean, just it was a hairdo or something. I don't, I, or the makeup. Dude, I don't know. I just, I don't, Susan Sarandon, I 
It, she's not an ugly woman, but she'd never look that good. No. Truth. Truth. <laughs> I had so many teenage crushes on her, and even Madeline Kahn. In her Madeline Kahn. Yeah. And her creepiness is still just Madeline Kahn cute. That's the thing about Madeline Kahn. She's a powerhouse. She's dangerous. Yes. Every moment that she's not saying something, she could drop a bomb on you, <laughs> but she's still cute as a freaking button. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Michael McKeon. Other than uh, Spinal Tap, Spinal, he basically Spinal he had Tap, done Spinal and, Tap, and, Lenny, and he was Lenny, Lenny right. from Laverne and, and Shirley. That's right. it. That's all he had done at that point, right? Uh, yeah, Tim Curry. Maybe at this well, point, well, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture, Picture Show was his main thing. Michael McKeon may Lloyd. have done yeah. SNL at that, that point. No, 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 no. That came in the nineties. Was that nineties? That actually came. That came after like the Phil Hartman and uh, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers really? era. Okay. He came in as part of the All new right. cast on the same episode that uh, what's his name from Cabin Boy, Chris Elliott. Okay. And they actually, yeah, yeah they're the first what's episode. His name from the, the cold open was an audition for who's now going to play Bill Clinton. Now that Phil Hartman's gone. Right. Okay. And they were all auditioning to play Bill well, Clinton. It was even Christopher Lloyd, the best that, sketch they did for point, 10 years. Was just being coming to be known as Doc Brown. Oh, yeah. Especially he, in movies. Because I mean, at this point, remember, there was a giant gap between movies and TV. And at this point, he was still. He was still just the guy Jim from, from Taxi. Taxi. Yeah. Right. Reverend Jim. Right. I mean, cause so, I mean, the same year that Clue came out was the same year that Back to the Future came out. Yeah. So. The only other film I think most people would have seen him in at this point was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where he played a very right. quaternary character. Right. I've used that word twice this right. podcast. I feel guilty. But, but yeah, like, you know, of course, so he's got I, the meme now from One Eileen Flew Over the Brennan, Cuckoo's Nest. I feel like I know her. I should know her from other films, but I can't I know. name anything. When you see this film, you're like, oh, it's that chick. That, that you're all oh, I'm so comfortable with Miss Peacock. Uh, yeah, I remember. And you're like, I have no idea what I've ever seen her in ever or if I've ever seen her before. But she's so natural in this role that you feel like you've seen her in a thousand. Apparently, things. Seventh Heaven. She was in that. Well, show? that came later. That probably yeah, played much later. like a grandma. <laughs> she was in Lizzie time. McGuire. There you go. Again, oh, much yeah, later. Just saying. Cheaper by the dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the original Wait, one or two. <laughs> Was she one of the kids in the original? Nash yeah. Bridges. Yeah. She was a Nash she Bridges. Was, no. <laughs> I like Just say ER, she was an ER. Yeah. All, all all but the original Cheaper by the Dozen um, after. Walker, Texas Ranger. Again after. Well, there you go. <laughs> but she That's is phenomenal. I've, I've in this seen film. her in a lot of those things, not realizing it. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. a prolific mm -hmm. actress have been in a million things. Yeah. I mean, now, Garrick, off you, the rack. Garrick, you like prescure uh you like uh, primarily obscure things, which also I was just combining <gasps> those into Priscurely. She was Helen Foster Proscure. on the Love Boat. Garrick, they how do you? Priscure? Yeah, you're a Priscure, yo. How do Love you feel boat. about the movie da, da, da. Clue? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Aww. yeah. That's what I, I was Aww. expecting that. Well, okay, so <laughs> this is this is how. <clears throat> here, watching, I'll just, here, I'll just try to channel movie. my thoughts into you. <laughs> If I were to watch this by myself, yep. not in a group, yep. I would probably have a close reaction to Garrick. Yep. That's but fair. watching this with other people, especially with Mike. Mike is such a delight. <laughs> it makes Jeez. things Comedy is better with yeah, Mike. Yeah, I think I think in general comedy is better with your group of friends. Yeah, agreed. Now, uh, I like this but, alone when I was sick when I was a kid because I've always been a comedy file, com com comedeo file. What's the word? I like the funny. And so 
I already had an appreciation for the style and several of the people in the cast. So I was excited by that a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but that's, I, I don't want to say it's like a snobbery thing, but it's definitely like I was already down the path, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, even on my own recommendation to other people, I would say, don't watch it. Just like I was saying with noises off earlier. Don't watch it by yourself. Sure. Because you're right. going to have a better time watching it with at well, least two then, other people. And then once you've had that experience and then you go back and rewatch it, you're like, oh, this is hilarious. Even yeah, by it can work. It can work again. And if you, yeah, if you recycle it with other people around. I will say it is stylized oh, and heavily. it is maybe a little dry or maybe dry is the wrong word. It's really it's, wet at some points and super dry at other points yeah. because it's trying to give you comedy whiplash. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean everything. I mean, the whole building up, everybody arriving, and the goofy lines, and the callbacks that are coming real <laughs> fast and furious at the front, well, and then you get into the study, and poor Michael McKeon just can't find a place to sit down. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like forty five seconds of silence. Well, and while he walks you, from seat even, to seat, and everybody sits down right, and he even just at has to the keep, beginning of the movie. Um, you even said you know the movie. We're like two minutes into the movie, and not a word's been said. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and so that's kind of how this starts building. Some, because it's starting. It's yeah. it's wanting to set you up for this is a mystery. But hold on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what it's. It's all the trappings of the classic. Sure. Who done it? Yes. But of course, it's going to spin it on its head. But it it doesn't. It doesn't hit you with it like a bus. It, it just di it uses dry dialogue to ease you in. Now, that's the first two thirds of the movie. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. The second with, with third, some breakups. Yeah, in there, but yeah. the second, the 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 second one, the 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 last third of the movie is is, is insanity. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and that's where you really start getting the payoff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of these things you get, uh, what's his name? Just running across Tim Curry, just yeah, constantly just boom, doing the goofy boom, little Butler boom, run. Boom. Running the room to room. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then like acting, you know, switching off the lights, falling down dead and then popping yeah. up off the floor again. And this is one of those. I, I feel like, I mean, it's definitely a comedy. It's, it's a farce, like you say, but it's not, which is a very, I, I cannot a, emphasize as someone who loves farces. I cannot emphasize enough that a farce is a very unique and specific yes. kind of comedy right. with very specific technical things that have to be and done. It is not spoon fed. It's not like no. watching Dumb and Dumber. No, you've got to sight keep gag up. After sight gag. You have to keep right. up and you have to listen. And you, the big thing is to listen for the stuff that's not being broadcast. Right. Because that's where the real humor lies is the stuff that you almost thought was normal until you stop and think. Well, about and, it. and the majority of the humor is not even what's being said on to you. It's what's happening around mm -hmm. you. Sure. Around or being guy. inserted between yeah. the major points like the the running gag of long story short, too late. <laughs> like just throwing in those little inserts and stuff that become running gags. It over would time. be almost if you've never seen this movie, it would almost be like. I mean, think of like Dumb and Dumber as being like the Three Stooges. Yeah. And like this movie is being more like the Marx Brothers, which is a lot more you know, dialogue I heavy. I didn't think you were going to be right when you started that <laughs> metaphor, but you're kind of right. And the, and the Marx Brothers humor is a lot more dialogue heavy. Yeah. And there's stuff going around, along around. around. Yeah. That, that, you know, and you a lot to, of the humor, again, like I was saying, is inserted into quick little. Right. In between little bits, right? Whereas the three Susans is just your—I mean, that's 
slapstick and, yeah. and funny and, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So mm-hmm. the Three Stooges is uh, is always going to land. It's just a matter of how how well does it land with you. Right. This type of humor is not going to always land for everybody. Right. You right. know, it's like you for if even you, for me, I wouldn't watch this any old time. I want to be in the mood. Sure. To really yeah, that, that's, absorb that's fair. It. And that's be with fair. Mike. And also be around Mike. <laughs> no, that's fair, though. And no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm glad I watched it with you guys the first time because mm-hmm. this was my first time. But I feel like now that I've seen it, I could go back and watch it by myself and appreciate like the yeah. individual, you know, like the, the the little gags that are happening from scene to scene. It's funny because there are a few points where the humor is blatant and right up front. Sure. And again, I mean, the easiest Something one to me is Madeline Kahn during one of the, in the, in the DVD and the release that you can stream now, you get all three endings. Right. You get one ending and it goes, that's how it could have happened, but this is another blah, blah, blah. And then right. you get the, the ending. This is how it really happened. Um, Madeline Kahn in the one where Mrs. White, the one of the endings, Mrs. White is implicated in some degree of guilt. And Madeline Kahn's, it's, there's no way this was in the script. There's no way she did improv the entire speech, but she's like, I hated her so much. It was like flames, flames, flames coming out of my head. You know, like my she's just favorite, making it my up. My favorite part. It's my favorite part of the whole film too, because she's a genius and she breaks, she's breaking character completely, but somehow not breaking character at all. And the camp, there's like, just roll the goddamn camera. Yeah, right. And, and it's hilarious. And it's right there. There's no way to miss it because it's her dialogue brings it to a screeching halt. <laughs> but those moments like that are few and far between, which makes when they are like that really makes it really pay. <laughs> oh yeah. There's only like 900 YouTube videos of this. <laughs> How he's got to turn the volume up. I love this. This is this dialogue right here. Are we doing this? <laughs> it's a bit late for that. I know that's what Michael McKean's getting ready. You're a bit late for that. Yeah, then there, there were three more murders. The so whole Let's consider each murder one by one. <laughs> Professor Plum. How long is this? Is this like the, the whole ending? Alive. Even psychiatrists oh, no, tell the difference between patients who are alive or dead. You fired the gun at him in the dark and missed. So you pretended he was dead. And people That's can uh, able to complain about all this dialogue. Unobserved. But this is the That's way right. all the old whodunits were. Someone just explained it. Right. Right. You know, Garrett, didn't you watch uh, Orient Express screaming. recently? That's when the cook was killed. How yes. did he do it? Mm-hmm. I, didn't. I imagine yeah, it's similar where the dialogue is explaining a lot of it out. You killed the cook. Yes. She used to be your cook. And she informed on you to Mr. Body. You it's a, made it's a one classic fatal mistake. Trope. It's a trope, Sitting right? here at dinner, Mrs. Peacock told us that she was eating one of her <laughs> favorite recipes. And monkey's brains, though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often to be found in Washington, D.C. <laughs> when we saw the we're going all the way door, through Wadworth's entire explanation. Skip to Madeline Kahn if you can, then if you can find it. We all split up. You There's a little bit of dialogue. It'll be, right, it'll be toward the end. Open there we the go. cupboard. That's why you killed him, too. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God rest his soul. Genius. I killed Yvette. I hated her so (laughs) much. Flames. 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 (laughs) On the side of my face. Breathing. Breathing breaths. All the, all, everybody looking at each other like, what the hell is even happening? You see, in a split second, you see flames. the movie completely stop. Flames. It was as if, if flames, flames. She on the is side a, of my face. On the side of my face. 
She is. She was a genius. I wish we had more Madeline Kahn to have enjoyed. That's good stuff. But man. yeah, like I mean, oh man, and what just the varied personalities of the cast, which they needed all the different characters to be archetypes of some kind. Right. 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 And the 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 casting is supported like Christopher Christopher uh, Lloyd as a creepy professor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It was, yeah. How many times has he played a professor of some kind? Uh, yeah, more than once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and 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 I, I still I can't say enough good things about Miss Peacock. Again, <laughs> what else have we seen her in at the time? Not much. But she, from the very get go, her energy of like trying to play everything off cool because she's a senator's wife, right? Yeah, so she's playing, trying to play off like, oh, I'm here because you know everything's normal, everything's completely fine. We're not all being blackmailed or anything. And her nervous <laughs> energy is so perfect. Oh, this film, you know, Tim Curry too. Oh, geez, can you say enough about Tim Curry? My gosh, I, you know, I was sitting here thinking about him, and I, I popped on IMDb and looked at his resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man has been involved in. Like almost every cult classic ever. Yeah, he's like the cult classic dude. Home Alone Two, notwithstanding. Yeah, <laughs> even though I love that movie, I don't care. I do too. I'm with you, but yeah, I mean, heck, even for our Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. uh, we were a Star Wars podcast. Here's the time. here's the Mikeins bite of the week. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry actually Emperor Palpatine yep. between 2012 and 2014. Yep. on the Clone Wars series. That's right. I uh, don't know if you knew that or not. I but, didn't uh, until you told me. Yeah, I, I was now. surprised to know. But uh, yeah, be, that was pre-stroke though, right? So, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm assuming that the stroke may have had something to do with ending that. Possibly. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Tim, he's still kicking. He's no Brian Denny. He is. Right. Oh, oh, not too soon. Way oh, too soon. Man, wow. that just happened, dude. Last week we watched Tommy Boy and my wife goes, wait, <sighs> is Brian Denny still alive? I say, yeah, he's like old, but he's still kicking. She looks it up. She's like, oh, thank God. And then he died this and week. And then he died this week. And she feels like she's like directly <laughs> brought responsible. It, brought it on. <laughs> and I'm, oh, man. I'm, I'm encouraging her Oh, the guy was way. in his 80s, man. He lived a life, man. Oh, I love it. all Brian. good. Brian Denny was the stuff. He was, man. He was he was the epitome of like old guy cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. But man. anyway, Clue is a movie. Clue is a movie. <laughs> I had fun. I was glad uh you guys invited me over. It's just the, I think the thing that makes me the most excited about Clue, other than the fact that YouTube is losing Whoa. its mind right now. Hello. I think one of the things that makes me most excited about Clue is that it is pretty damned unique. You know, if you want to have it a really is. fun comedic experience, whether or not you're watching it by yourself, whether or not it's in the middle of your wheelhouse like mine, or if it's on the you know far periphery like Garrick's, it's huh? it's unique. You know, it's not a carbon copy. It's not like every Will Ferrell movie that comes out. It these really days. pulls not off. That, I don't want to dog on Will Ferrell completely, but he's the most recent, like the easy target these days. Well, right? I mean, it pulls off a lot of different genres, right? Yeah. Oh, All yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, farce. Yeah. Who done it? Comedy. Uh, yeah, and it's got it's got those high dramatic tension moments, those suspense. Right? Yeah. And stuff like to some degree. I mean, there's always comedy in sure. there as well, right? Yeah, one of my one of my favorite scenes would be uh did they redo Clue with John Cleese? What is going on with Howie's Google search right now? I don't know. But like the scene the scene where Live Michael McKeon and Yvette 
are trying, there's like the narrow, the narrow stairway into the attic and their job is to go up and check the attic to see if the murderer is up there. And they turn the light on and they're both just wedged into this narrow stairwell and they're looking up there and like, well, I guess we need to go up there. Yep. Uh, do you go first? No, you go first. We'll go at the same time. Yep. And they don't move a muscle. They just stand there looking up the stairs. <laughs> I laugh every time because they're not, neither character is acknowledging the fact that no one's going up the stairs. They're just staring up the stairs <laughs> as if they're somehow resolving what they just discussed. And it's that kind of dumb, subtle humor yeah, that right. it's not subtle, but it's just not like, it's not a direct gag necessarily that I just, I gobble it right up. I just, I'm stupid for this kind of stuff. And there's just not a lot of it out there. You know, yeah. one of the other things, uh, you know, farces alone are becoming, uh, I hate this, but farces in my humble opinion are becoming a lost art. Yeah. I was going to say, I because can't even remember the last Farces one. rely so heavily on skillful timing right. that they're hard to pull off. Sure. You know? And because a farce is uh, the a, a farce requires like you know in high school we actually studied this in one of my drama classes that I took, but like a farce is defined by like doors quickly opening and closing, objects that appear and disappear and stuff like that. And I actually had suggested that for to talk about Clue, everybody should watch Noises Off, which I've mentioned like twice already in this podcast. <laughs> not everybody did, which is why we're not discussing it in detail. But yeah, um, losers. But. It's another movie that I love. It's based, you know, it's a play, but there's a there's a movie version that's got again, like this cast, a a a weird collection of comedic power or just even acting powerhouses: Michael Caine, Christopher Reeves, Carol Burnett, John Ritter, like a weird collection of people in a film that is, to me, I love Clue. Do not get me wrong, but in terms of skillful timing, noises off. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Hmm. And again, this is something you should watch with two or more people at least. Okay. Um, but there's the level of skill that even if it's a film, even if it's not being performed live on stage, which it is meant to be performed live on stage, but even in a film where, you know, they're taking multiple takes and stuff like that in this film, there are long shots, long stretches, and I don't care. The timing has to be perfect constantly. And so one thing that I've found is that modern comedic writing has nothing to do with timing. The vaudevillian art of timing. In vaudeville, you can make a dumb joke hilarious with timing. You know what I mean? That's lost. Comedy writers now are idiots. Watch Big Bang Theory. You know what I mean? There's not a funny thing. A lot of people like that no, show, I know. Corey There's Wilson. nothing funny in it. They're bad jokes written poorly <laughs> that have nothing to do with timing. All of the timing is based on the laugh track. And yes, it is a laugh track. You can call it sweetening. You're offending millions It is 98% laugh track. They call it sweetening and claim it's not a laugh track. It's 98% <laughs> laugh track. And it's all based on the timing of that. The writing no longer has any timing involved. And that sucks. I love this type of humor. And farces take it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. So I, it's one thing. It's like... There's probably people, even even like even frequent listeners of this podcast. I mean, yeah, most of them are kind of in our age demo, and they've probably seen Clue, maybe most likely. But the the truth of the matter is, this is a style that's lost to time. Maybe if you're into like the Young Frankenstein or the Mel Brooks comedies, like pre eighties, Frankenstein. If you're into like the pre eighties Mel Brooks comedies, or a lot of the stuff that comes directly out of vaudeville. You might have an appreciation for it, appreciation for it, but we might have listeners that would watch this and go, that was just weird. And and so we should preface it by saying this is an art form that is 
dying. And I don't think it's because I don't think it's because people stopped liking it. I think it's because people stopped knowing how to do it. Right. Because it was not funny. It's yeah, I don't is. think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're a bad person. Aww. Well, they are remaking Clue. Yep. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is the producer. Yep. Deadpool. Who is going to direct? Yep. That was a good movie. That and apparently they movie. had Deadpool. Jason Bateman, but that's he what saying. recently backed Jason out. Bateman was going to yeah. star and direct, about, yeah. but they couldn't fit it between seasons of Ozark. So if it's still languishing after Ozark's wraps for good, he's yeah. saying he'd still be interested in doing it. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I'm, again, it's a remake, so I, I'm. But Ryan Reynolds, Ryan, that's I know, the, thing. That's the, the only thing that it he, intrigues me. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, actually, Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman too does not me. intrigue me at all. Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't mind Jason Bateman, but I don't look at Jason Bateman as a well, yeah, as a boost. I mean, if it at was all. right, I've seen some terrible Jason Bateman movies. See, I would, I would say that too. I mean, I mean if it was just Jason Bateman, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But whatever. but Ryan Reynolds, Ryan like, okay, Reynolds, there's something there because, because yeah. he's definitely into passion he's, projects. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that proved that right exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's interesting. So. I'll probably see it if it, if it ever gets made. It depends on the cast. Yeah, I would this is, really. But I'm I looking mean, on IMDb right now, and they they've got a director, they've got the writers from Deadpool. It's, it's oh, Deadpool. seems like a long shot because uh, they don't have the, any actors here's the lined thing. up. It doesn't okay. Care. Name an actor. Name. Let me let me turn this on its head a little bit. Name an actor, a current comedic actor, or or maybe maybe not. They're known for comedic, but you know they got chops that would fit in that '85 movie. What, Name one. Movie? The Clue movie from that 1985. Would, uh, that would fit that would in, fit with, in those, with, that cast. with that cast. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're trying to do. Oh, man. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Yeah, you're not far off. The entire cast of Dune. No. The new one. No. Poe John Dameron. Lithgow. He would fit in that. Timothy Ch- Zendaya. John, oh, here's a problem. John Zendaya Lithgow has a manicness to him. Could he actually be subdued enough to look like he's lost in that ocean? Yes. Maybe. I think he could pull it off. I'm gonna give you a maybe because John Lithgow is a skilled. He's a skilled effer. I'll give you that. But even then, I mean, I'm, I said modern actor. Brad, Pitt. I mean, you're ta- uh, we're, we're naming old I actors. Know, yeah. <laughs> who's that? Who's that main actor from uh, the Night of? And he's also in uh, Rogue One. Whoa, Poe Dameron. Oh, the 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 hacker dude. Yeah, the pilot. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. I've not seen him in anything other than Rogue One yet. You should watch them in the night of. Yeah. By the way, that's a great miniseries. Eddie Murphy. Um, eh. Ooh, Jack Black. That's the, I figured Jack Black would come <laughs> up real quick. And I would say yeah. Jack Black actually has a brilliance to do he subdued. He would fit in that movie. I think he, he's, he's an easy jump at because, you know, he plays a lot of goofy, funny stuff lately. But, but I think that he actually does have a unique ability to understand this type yes, of humor. Yes, I agree. In addition to his normal type. Yes. He's more varied Christian than he initially Slater. comes yes. across. What? You're just Christian looking Slater. up the cast no. of Mr. Robot. Yeah, well, I was thinking, first I was thinking, <laughs> Rami. Um, Rami Malik. But I'm like, yep. I don't think he would no, fit too well at absolutely all. Absolutely not. And then I, was, then I looked down, I was like, oh, Christian Slater. And I also, absolutely uh, not. Could. No, what about BD Wong? Could. I don't think he could him. play no. the one dude. I no. don't care what you think. I think that. So, <laughs> yes. That's that's Sasha Baron. You're Cohen. allowed to have wrong. Oh, thoughts. Stop. You're allowed stop to have it. wrong <laughs> opinions as well. <laughs> Christian Slater. I'm not going to keep letting Christian him tell Slater. No, not my not known for his funny, if anything, humorous 
Has he done anything that's Mr. actually Robot, funny? Mr. Robot, he was funny on it. Yeah, he was mm. hilarious. He was pushing people off ledges. It was great. It's awesome. <laughs> You're right. How can I compete with the sound logic? <laughs> you haven't even watched the first season. I did watch the first season. That's all I've watched. He had a hat. <laughs> he did have a hat. You know, stand corrected. That hat, man, got me. He got me with that hat. He's going to be in Suicide it. Squad. Or no, he was in Suicide Squad. Was oh, okay. no, that Wait, goes down. Uh, I, I recently. <laughs> oh, man, Garrick wiped the direct, his butt No, no, your Suicide argument. Squad held to pay direct to DVD. Uh, oh, my Lord. Cartoon. Oh, great. Yeah. But my, I mean, my point is, I don't think there's a lot of actors even out there who would, who would pop out. I'm not saying there are people who aren't capable. I think there's actually a lot of actors who are capable, but they just, there's not a lot of stuff like this to, to be a part of. Um, but so as a result, I don't think there's that many people that we can look at and go, oh yes, clearly they would be a good fit for something like this. That might be an unfair comparison because I don't know if anybody at the time would have thought up this insane what's cast. James, what's James that. Franco doing nowadays? <laughs> Is he working? He kind of lost favor. Didn't he have a little yeah, accusation kind of He had a little, a little me too issue. He had a thing that happened. Yeah. What about, yeah. uh, what about, what about his brother? <laughs> Billy Franco or whatever his name is. <laughs> Tim Timmy, Robbins. Timmy Tom Franco. Tim Robbins. Again, we're getting into the old territory, but Tim Robbins yeah, could definitely true. have been a part of something like this. That, I mean, who's that the, is very true. Who's the new class, man? Dude, I don't that's even the know. problem. Comedy now is just people riffing and doing 900 takes in front of a camera, and then they pick the funniest one. It's not about people who could perform. What, what is what comedy? comedy right? you guys I don't watching, even know what comedy you is. You need to expand Damn your palette. Damn y'all. Mike. <laughs> you need to expand your You horizons. just landed into the bigger pit of despair, my friend. I mean, what? Is it just SNL cast? <laughs> oh, God. Thrown I into hope movies? Not. <laughs> I hope not. Expand my mind, Garrick. You're telling me to expand. Who? To expand your horizons. Okay. What, like, for, what you're saying is... Uh, I see funny movies all the time. Like what, what? about Carol Baskin? Like uh, Book Smart is really funny. It just came out. You seen that? No. Jojo Rabbit was really funny. Most Jojo of it. Rabbit is it, you, calling that really funny is not fair. Oh, it has hilarious. really funny moments, but calling that a really funny movie, I don't feel is accurate. That it's a very well made mm. movie and it's an intriguing movie and it has a lot of heavily <laughs> dramatic moments and a lot of very endearing moments, but the comedy. I would say it's ten percent of the film. Episodes. Jim Rash. Look at these. Oh, around. the Dean. Mm, the he could have. They could. Yeah, maybe. Dean, Deeny Dean. He's he's definitely got a frenetic pace that he can keep. Who's up. in? I mean, Dean, Dean, Dean. Okay, Dean. who's seen Knives Out? Anybody seen Knives Out? Oh wow! I've, yeah, I completely forgot. I've been meaning to watch Knives Out for like three weeks. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I, I mean, is that? Too. I mean, is that funny? Or it's, is it? Is it a straight up? Points. Is it a straight up like who done it? Because you could look at that cast and say, okay, does any of those, do any of those people fit? I feel like we're literally, for me to pick the people who I think would do well, I wouldn't be picking the funniest people. I'd be picking like the best actors and actresses in Hollywood today. Like Kate Blanchett could be in a movie like this and, and legitimize Kate Hollywood. Blanchett. But that's the thing. Kate Blanchett, in my eyes, can do almost no wrong at all. True. So what am I really saying? You know? You love Kate Blanchett. Oh, Lord. God, I do. Oh, Lord. Oh, sorry, She's honey, if you're listening, woman. but. Kate Blanchett, all the way, <laughs> all the way. She's anything. 
she's anything she tries to be. She's pretty. She's awkward. She's she can be not pretty. Like anything she wants to do, she does so well. But that's for a different podcast. I think it's time to tie off Clue. Garrett gives it a meh, but mm-hmm. I think the rest of us give it a give it a, a big thumbs up. And me, I give it a resounding jumping up and down dual thumbs. Up. Give it a three, it a three real, and a half um, out of five. Room temperature, glass of water. I'll give it that. <laughs> Quenched your thirst, but it's not <laughs> something that you'd go for. Yeah, it didn't hurt my teeth because I have sensitive teeth, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know what to do with this comparison. <laughs> but. You, if you have not seen Clue, we suggest go out and give it a watch for a unique comedic experience. It was fun. It was a yeah, fun watch. It is. It's actually more like if you're going to do some mouthwash, you think it's a real burning kind, and you're like, oh, but then you wash it, and it's like, oh, that didn't burn at all. For whatever reason, yeah, something in your mouth pre-existing has made it so it doesn't it burn. It was more scope well, and less Listerine. Well, it's more <laughs> the, the special crest kind that doesn't burn because it uh. doesn't have alcohol. In the meantime, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Fly casual. Won't you run out? Give us a nice little review wherever you get the podcast. Go to the website, betterkind.com. You can click on the link to Discord. Join us on Discord chat, which is where the real magic happens. By the time you listen to this podcast, guess what will have already happened? That's right. We have already had our first ever fly casual viewing party where we get on Discord and we all watch Fly to the Navigator together. And I don't see any reason why this might not happen more often. We'll find out. But if you want to hear about things like that, you should join us on the Discord. Again, go to betterkind.com, find the Discord link, join us on the Fly Casual server. Sorry you missed out. Yeah, sucks to be you. Maybe you come in and suggest another viewing party. Maybe that's what you should do. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Take you. That. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And also run out, follow us on Twitter at flycasual1138.com. Or wait, that's not a thing. Fly Casual at flycasual1138. Nailed it. First try. And on the YouTube's of Fly Casual Podcast, Facebook Fly Casual Podcast, like, ring, subscribe, I don't know, whatever. And I already said the thing about the good reviews. I think that wraps it up. I'm Corey over there's Mike. Miss Scarlet with the revolver in the kitchen? She could take no? the revolver to my kitchen yes. anytime. Over there's Howie. Garrick's revolver in Corey's kitchen. <gasps> I'm less comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to say no. I'll try anything once. Over there's Garrick. Kitchen is Corey's butt. Oh! And the revolver the is... Only one allowed in the, the, only, <laughs> the only one allowed in that kitchen is the Hawaiian chick from MASH with a candlestick. That's what I'm saying, because she was the cook. Do you guys know the cook? Yeah, yeah, she was a nurse. Jelly.